I've already seen it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm very disappointed. Oh, about you mean it. you got a you got a secret uh, viewing of it, or you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Hello, hello. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Hello, everyone. And today, we're going to give you a small smidgen of a taste of the second round. <laughs> yeah, like a drug dealer. <laughs> That's we're right. give you a taste to get you hooked. That's right, because <laughs> our, our main topic today will be the summer movies that are coming out. We needed to talk about that before this you know, March, April, May madness. Mm-hmm. It just consumed everything else about movies movies that we could talk about yep so we uh we we definitely want to do a summer preview but we also want to still give you a few matchups before we get into that yeah so, baby let the games begin this is madness it's madness i tell you for the love of god battle royale the crowd is just on its feet here he's a cinderella boy uh. you're excited <laughs> feel these nipples we're gonna do uh, number one seeds in the second round that moved on and now are facing off against inferior competitors. <laughs> or, or are they? We'll see. Or are they? We will see. <laughs> we will start with the North region. Uh, number one seed Jaws against number nine seed Fargo. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck is right. <laughs> I just watched Fargo again the other day. You know, I've watched Fargo maybe three times over the last month because they've been playing it pretty heavy on stars or something. And I I keep watching it thinking I'm missing a scene at the end where somebody finds the money he buried on the side of the road. But I don't think that scene exists. No, no. Nobody ever finds that money. well, they do in the show, right? I think so. Because isn't that the guy goes up and and he, he actually digs it up? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought... There's a whole thing, like a whole thing where he funds his entire business with that money. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, now, yes, in the movie, it's it's left up. I, I If the TV show didn't have any connection to the movie, my thing would be nobody ever finds this money. Mm-hmm. Because the point of that whole thing was when he buries it, he looks one way huge long yeah you know like nothing but fence and the same stuff there's no markers or anything looks the other way same stuff and everything now sure when the snow like melts and everything like that then maybe but he's buried it underground i think right no it's just under the snow is it under the snow yeah so when the snow melts somebody will see it yeah somebody then finds it the snow never melts in fargo Oh, that's right. That's right. The snow it's per- never melts it, it's, it's perpetual snow. I forgot <laughs> about that. Permafrost. That's right. This really is almost a Shakespearean kind of story, right? Yeah. In that, in that so many people die or get caught or have downfalls at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody from Steve Buscemi and Peter Stormare and uh, William H. Macy and William H. Macy's uh, father-in-law gets shot and killed. Yeah. It's just like everybody comes out a loser. Yeah. Um, you know, except for March, I guess. That's that's the good part of the stuff that the Coens can do is take an otherwise normal situation in, you know, the middle of the Midwest and just make it so dense and so fascinating with just a few little twists and turns and they up the stakes at each level. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And stuff. now we have to match this up against 
Yeah, Jaws. The grandmaster of all movies. Yeah, and, and you know, the, if you ha- is there any listener out there that hasn't seen Jaws? I mean, honestly, come on. We, I bet there is. If, if, if These two movies, I mean, watch them back to back if you want to. But this is like hot and cold. Exactly, yeah. Jaws is warm summery and Fargo is cold wintery. Yeah. Um, but Jaws is a great movie because it's it's... I think it's better today than it was mm. back in 75. Yeah. Um, mainly because we've seen what summer movies are now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's nobody who wants to take any time anymore. Now it's part of the audience's palette's fault. Yeah. Uh, the That we demand these like hyper, like super like edited and, and loud and you know whatever movies jaws is so quiet mm-hmm. and there's some loud moments but not like all the way through it it's not like just like you know crushing your head with you know transformers type stuff yeah, this movie's been playing on the movie channels a lot lately too mm. and i was rewatching it a couple weeks ago maybe but that that speech that he gives about the uss indianapolis yeah like when he's supposedly wasted mm-hmm. uh, like his character is <laughs> You really believe he was on that ship? Yeah. Yep. Like, I don't care how wasted he is. He acts the shit out of that monologue. Yeah. And you can see it in Dreyfus's face because they're they're having a, a lark at first. You know, where'd you get that scar? Where'd you get that scar? And they have all these <laughs> silly accidents. And then they get to him and he tells the story that just makes you want to die. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, and I even went to Wikipedia and looked up the USS Indianapolis and everything he says is true. But, you know. <laughs> He's a fictional character, but that shit really happened. They were in the water for days and days and days. Yeah. Like a quarter of them were eaten by sharks. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Anyway, I just I've, I'm really impressed with his acting in that scene because he just you you feel it's real. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like what we uh, it's kind of like how Inglorious Bastards is when it's in its bar scene and everything. Yeah. It's sort of like all happy and everything. And then, you know, the one little mistake sort of like flips that scene on its ear. It's kind of like this one. You know, yeah, you it's all sort of like drunken merriment going on. They're singing (laughs) songs, all this other stuff. And then, like, suddenly the camera's just on Robert Shaw. And it's just kind of like slowly zooming in on him as he tells this extremely intense uh, story. And... Um, and yeah, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And it's like, we've mentioned this before when we talked about this movie on the podcast, but it's, it's what makes that movie great, I think, is those three men out on that boat and the dynamic between them yep. and the first couple of days before we get to this overnight drinking Indianapolis story night, you know, there's, there's tension mm-hmm. and, um, but that quiet moment in the middle sells you on these characters and lulls you into a false sense of security because, you know, basically Jaws is about to come eat the boat. Well, because <laughs> you think you know all these characters right off the bat, right? You think Dreyfus is just an egghead. Yep. You think uh, Roy Scheider is just this, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, he's a hero type lawman yeah, type of dude, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he is, but he's made a couple of huge mistakes, mm-hmm. and it's basically his redemption story, but... The Shaw character, you think, is just some crazy old guy with a boat, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's got shark like jaws and his and hung, hanging up in his yeah. cabin and all that. And you're like, yeah, whatever, man. You know, you you're just like one of those just crazy old men that's you know speak up at town council meetings and everything <laughs> and everything. 
thing. And then he tells that story, and yeah, you're suddenly like, oh, there's like a huge like depth to this character. Yeah, he maybe he does know more about sharks than anybody. <laughs> yeah, you all know me. Yeah, <laughs> know how I make a living. Bad fish. That uh, that when they're on the water, that's almost a whole other movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you could separate those two and still be satisfied. <laughs> I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to conversate about that satisfaction. You could still be satisfied with either one, really, because one is like a town centric story, and then one is this action adventure. And the fact that Spielberg can merge all of those things together, along with horror elements and along with comedy and stuff like that, that's why he's. It, it shows early on how great this guy was. Obviously, we saw that saw this with the sequels and everything actually i don't remember much about the sequels but mm. uh if that movie were made today you would have somebody like you know the the go out to kill the shark scene would be like all this intense music yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and like and like them throwing like multiple harpoons down in the water yeah, it'd be a gearing up scene there'd be a guy get, yeah yeah guns cocking <laughs> exactly they're like let's go to the weapons room at a- in amity harbor and rihanna would be on the boat saying boom yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um so yeah, it would it would be like there wouldn't be that kind of character uh, development in that. It would be just it would be all action. You're yeah. like, oh, these guys are just out there to beat the shark's ass, and that's mm-hmm. it. And then yeah, there'll be there'll be of course a several scenes where the shark comes up and like you know grab somebody off the boat. Oh, yeah, or, man, there'll or be a slow get... motion shot of it jumping over the yeah, boat. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like free willy. willy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There would definitely be something like that. Oh, yeah. We're Michael laughing Bay's about it, jaws. but like, you know, I guarantee you, you put that in a movie and someone's like, oh shit, that's dope. <laughs> I want to see that. Um, anyway, Jaws versus Fargo, who's first? That would be me. Oh, what are we going to do? Can't, can't go against Jaws. I love me some Fargo. Mm-hmm. And you're right. That is a great back to back to see like the polar opposites. I mean, this was. This is Fourth of July in Jaws, and yeah. it's the middle of winter in Fargo. What they do have is two like dogged police people that are that are kind of moving the action along, uh, and a lot of great just characters that come through here. But with uh, with Fargo, it's just a step below, it, just in in terms of scope, mm-hmm. and nothing against the the characterizations. I told you I love me some some Midwestern people, some folk, some townsfolk. That's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jaws has got it for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going Jaws here as well. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, and there's, there's, if I were to pick a bunch of movies in the last 21 years of, you know, whatever Fargo would probably be in my top 10 somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I, I mean, it's so. somewhere in there. Um, but, uh, but Jaws is, is just going to edge it out on this one. So <laughs> it'd be funny if gonna... you made a list of the last 21 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Gotta get that extra, get extra year so that we can get that, you know, that venerable 1996. And <laughs> that was a shitty year, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Oh, well, this was a number one seed that was not going to be challenged by this particular, what is it, an eight seed? It's a nine, but nine. Yeah, it's the same Fargo thing. Is, Fargo is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jaws is fucking Jaws. <laughs> and uh, the movie that kept me out of the bathtub for weeks <laughs> because I saw it just too a little too young because mm-hmm. there was a babysitter that you know didn't care 
Yeah. And uh, my mom had real trouble getting me to take this. Is, now, I grew up in an era where everybody didn't have showers in their fucking house. We took baths until I was like 14. We mm-hmm. finally moved to a house that had a shower. Anyway, you know. How old were you when you watched it? Um, well, the house I was living in, we moved away from there when I was 11. We moved six to 11. So somewhere between there. Huh. So I didn't see this until I was an adult. Well, mm. and it was, it's probably a much better way to see it mm. because I mean, I, even when we went to Florida on vacation, I would, I, I would want to go on the beach yeah. like, in the water. I'd be <laughs> yeah. like, I was afraid of that fucking shark. Like if it happened there, it could happen here. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Jaws wins. Yep, Jaws moves on in that. Jaws um, gobbles up fun. <laughs> now we're going to go down to the East region, and uh, it is number one seed Children of Men versus number nine Rocky. Now listen, I'm ready to beat the fuck out of Rocky. I, I, am, I am annoyed with myself. Rocky's a great movie, mm-hmm. and I remember a lot about Rocky. Yeah. But there's a lot about Rocky that I remember about Rocky that is actually in Rocky 2. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like like him, him getting laid off and everything, oh, yeah, and like yeah. finishing out the day and all that stuff. Like, they, well, <laughs> Rocky and Rocky 2 are in that series the closest to each other yeah, absolutely. as far as like how those movies were made and everything. Because Rocky 2, we're still in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Then once it gets into the 80s, we start getting that 80s excess weirdness <laughs> that happens. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I really thought it's really a retelling of the exact same story because mm-hmm. he's stripped down of everything. Um, you know, he's the the scene that I was thinking about is when he's emptying out the spit buckets and everything. He's getting made fun of. Mm-hmm. I thought that was in the original Rocky as well, but that's in Rocky too because mm-hmm. you know he just wants to be around it. Uh, but having said that, Rocky's still freaking awesome, man. Yeah, it is. I and- don't, I don't want to hate on Rocky. It's just that it took out the Dark Knight, which <laughs> again, think about what this decision would be today: Children of Men versus Dark Knight. No. I feel well for me, it would be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, What's weird to me is that a lot of the stuff that I remember from Children of Men is all is actually from Children of Men too. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> or from City of God, or, like or City of Men. <laughs> um, you know, Children of Men is just almost groundbreaking, and what I like about it the most is that it it does that in multiple ways. It's not just the great one shots and the action. It's not just a cool premise uh, in in the future. It's not just performances of people like Michael Caine and Clive Owen. Uh, it's all of it. It's yeah. all of it together. And it's just it's just a home run. And, you know, Rocky's cool. Rocky's, yeah, you're right. We don't have a lot of movies today if we didn't have Rocky. Sort of to find the underdog sports movie. And I'm just, not, there's no way in fuck I'm going to vote for Rocky. And I hope you both know that right now. Well, much like Jaws, Children of Men traffics in a lot of different genres mm-hmm. within the same thing. It's suspense. It's sci-fi, action. it's action-adventure, and that kind of thing, thriller. Yeah, drama, too. And it seamlessly goes back and forth between... The, those, those are the best movies, man, where you can take on multiple genres and make it fit within a cohesive narrative. Yeah, it's an intense movie. It feels like it feels like all of that happens in one day almost. It kind of does. Like, yeah. uh, like and, and I, don't, I don't think it's very many days, but it's, no. it's, it's, it just feels like... As soon as he knows that this is what we're, as soon as he's getting on the mission and everything and whatever, that just that movie just keeps just going They're always from on locale the to locale, yeah. locale. And um, 
and and that's why it's so funny for him for him to be like you know what a day at the end of it um maybe it was a day no i guess because it's not. it shows night at the farm at least right yeah they're overnight there and then when she gives birth it's i guess it's just too. basically just all the stuff that happens but it's, it's still it's still funny to me that he says that after all the stuff that you've just seen yeah but um but yeah, um, who's? We're, we're, I think we're ready to vote on this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Children of Men is going to beat this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I, yeah, I adore Rocky. I think uh, Jeremy has some some issues that he needs to work out. <laughs> I will admit to this. Um, uh, that you know, I think that yeah, because there have been so many boxing movies that it, Rocky sort of gets uh, watered down in comparison, but. If you can think of that movie, that movie's not what boxing movies are. That those random ones that keep coming out are. Oh yeah, it's no, not like not. that at all. Uh, however, um, in this case, uh, going up against Children of Men, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Children of Men, take that, Rocky. I'm gonna <laughs> shove this movie in your mouth and pour oil down it. Hmm. I was watching Three Kings. The yeah, other I was day. about to say. I was like, that sounds very. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, you know, again, I'm only mad at Rocky because it beat Dark Knight. Um, it's a fine movie. You will enjoy it. Go watch it. Uh, but Children of Men is just a masterpiece. It's just a, you will pay attention to me, film world, because uh, this is what That's I can true. do. And it's got one of the best surprise kind of openings ever yeah. um, that you're not expecting, because it starts so unassuming. And then there's this big explosion out of nowhere uh and immediately lets you know what kind of volatile world you're in children of men children of men children of men barrett fuck, i dare you to vote rocky i'll meet you outside after there's no way there's no way that ceasefire scene of uh, all the one shots yeah that one just kills you because yeah. it's got everything in there yeah. you sound like stefan yeah it yeah, has yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> laughers greasers <laughs> Are you doing the <laughs> SNL game? Yeah. New York's a, hottest club it is. It's a Jewish vampire. What's his name? <laughs> Sydney Applebaum. Yeah, Sydney Applebaum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, no, that's a that's such a brilliant scene. You should put that up there with just a masterclass. Like up there with Kubrick, up there with with anybody, Wells, Hitchcock, anybody that can do something audacious like that. Huge set piece. Yeah. I mean, the car thing is one thing, but just with all of these extras and all of this stuff going on that tracking all the way down from the building yeah now, man oh it just gives me chills it's great children of men baby yeah all right. unanimity all right, so children of men moves on and i just realized we picked the nine seed in those eight nine battles every single time oh a bit of an upset um so now we go on to the south region where it's number one schindler's list oh boy versus number nine gravity <laughs> <laughs> well, really I think I can speak for all the listeners and Chris when I say it's turn time for Gravity to have a, a beatdown. Right? <laughs> yeah, because that took out Raiders of the Lost Ark. It, did. it would have been, been Spielberg versus Spielberg again in this bracket because mm-hmm. we already done that. And I actually think that would have been a harder choice, even though I didn't vote Raiders through. <laughs> um, Jesus, Schindler's List versus Gravity. Well, they're both. They're so similar. They're both trying to say the same thing. <laughs> they are pretty much when it comes uh, down to I it. I just saw the Seinfeld yesterday with Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. 
Jerry makes out in the movie and comes home. And his parents are like, Dude, what did you think of the movie? He's like, oh, yeah, it's good. His mom's like, and the list? <laughs> what did you think of the list? And he was like, oh, that was some list. <laughs> and then there's the Judge Reinhold character yeah. who acts like Schindler in it. And everything. Yes. Oh, so good. Oh, man. Um, well, I don't, I mean... We don't need to vote. I think Gravity's fantastic. I, I still think we took a little too much hell, Barrett, for picking Gravity. I got a real problem with people who say that Gravity doesn't have any story, though. They're just like, oh, well, this is just an effects-driven thing that uh, you know has has no central narrative. No, man, this is a survival story. Yeah. Um, which I think is compelling in any format, but particularly terrifying. You can put First Blood, you know, in the Pacific Northwest and all that stuff in a survival epic. And you can be out in the desert or you could be yeah. up on Everest. But nobody knows what it's like to be in space. Right. Except for a select few people. And she's people. not an astronaut. She's no. a doctor. She's yeah. certainly trained for this mission. But you would think you know, Clooney's character has a little bit better understanding of what he's getting into than she does. Yeah. And she's left all alone to deal with space. Yeah. And thank God it, it would have been a much worse movie or much less impactful movie if it were Clooney going through this whole thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And if it were her, because you're able to relate to her, even though Clooney's character is great. And, you know, Matt Kowalski is this, you know, this kind of calm Superman type of dude. Uh, but you, you relate to Ryan Stone. Like she's just, she is our proxy, but she's a smart one. And I think that's a great story. Yeah, she's got the she's driven by uh, a daughter who has died. Mm. And I, you know, I think that is kind of a cliche in movies, but it does it does serve a purpose. It does serve a purpose, and it does allow you to understand how driven she is to get back and everything like that. So I, I do like that that point. Mm. The story, I mean, you know what they mean by no story, though. It's not. It's not that no, there's yeah. no story. It's just that it's very spare. But mm. a movie doesn't have to have. Again, a movie that is trying to terrify you and give you a thrill ride doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of story. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it would say been, the same thing about. It would have been stupid if an alien showed up, or <laughs> yeah, right. you know, exactly. some sort of like plot <laughs> changing type of thing happened in the in, right. You know, alien George yeah. Clooney. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but I could say this by the same token, Logan doesn't have a story because it's just a, basically a chase movie. But, yeah. you know, I don't I think that's an easy critique to make when you didn't like a movie, mm -hmm. but you can't find something substantive to say. And I also will without calling them out by name. I got an email from one previous podcast guest who said Gravity was the correct pick over ah. Raiders and mm. congratulated Barrett and I for making that pick. Oh, I know who fucking said that. I bet you do, but I'm not going to call him out. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> I have a feeling it was not Jeremy Simpson. No. <laughs> no. It was not. It was not. I already know who the fuck that was just by what he said. <laughs> All right. Who's, what, 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 what's the order like it matters? Yeah, it's Jeremy first schindler baby schindler what about the list the list <laughs> that was some list yep, yep um you know i believe it's possible schindler's list will come up against a movie that makes it really hard for me to call it mm -hmm. just hasn't happened yet mm -hmm. um and i am one of the champions of gravity but there's nothing that gravity has to offer or say that resonates like what schindler's list has to offer and say this is a movie that'll make you lose sleep yeah um if you lose sleep due to gravity, it's because you just probably have nightmares or you're on Chantix or something. Um, but uh, this movie is, hits your 
heart, your soul, your brain, and you know makes you wonder how how could how could humanity have ever done this? Mm -hmm. By the way, I'm glad that you didn't go through your normal list of things that hits when you go through that hit list where you say penis. Yeah, yeah, it's not the movie for that. <laughs> right, right, no, right. Yeah, Gotta break that exactly. out on a different film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is an achievement. It's Schindler's List all the way. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. Sorry, Gravity. Yep. To me, it's not the work. It's not the work. It's the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> so Schindler's List moves on. That yeah. was an easy one. Yeah. Um, Sweet 16. That's kind of why we're doing this, though. It's, you know, it's the, the easier ones we can get out of the way so we can really dive into the other ones that are going to be harder. Regardless, it'll have a tough matchup. The, oh the yeah one. oh yeah absolutely um all right so then our final one is in the west region the number one seed back to the future versus number nine whiplash mm -hmm. wow okay um, whiplash was the last one that we did that's in right the first round that's right uh so these are two movies that again this is this might be the hardest one out mm -hmm. of the out of the whole group that we're doing today um but I mean, this is another one of those weird ones, right? You would never like have to decide between Back to the Future or Whiplash, right? right? And even even putting the two Blu-rays side by side and choosing which one to watch, it's going to be based on my mood because yeah, right? they offer me completely different experiences. Um, and you know, we just recently talked. We just I think we did it last week, right? Yeah, we did. Um, so Whiplash is fantastic, uh, and it has a great roller coaster ending that you don't see coming unless you've listened to this podcast before you watch it mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, great performances um you know i i was a piano student uh from age 11 to i don't know 20 or so mm. i took piano lessons um went to a piano camp one summer oh at ball state university nice how talk was about, that talk about nerd now oh god i was like the least awkward person there you did it for the chicks something. right Oh, there were chicks there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were all better piano players than me. Yeah, they it's were. It's funny because I, I brought this like fur Elise or some cheesy ass Beethoven for beginners, and I'm at this camp, and this girl sits down and she plays like the hardest Chopin piece to play <laughs> ever, and nails it, and I'm just like, ah, fuck. Me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, that was what I was playing. Uh, so I say all that to say I, I feel like I understand to a small extent uh, how much obsession can play a part in uh, ambitious musicians or conductors or, you know, what have you. Uh, and, you know, th these two men are both driven um, by almost the same thing, I think. Um, yeah. And they're... they're I just love watching this movie. Mm -hmm. um, There's but, a chance, I guess, you could say that Miles Teller could grow up to be like a Jake. Uh, I think that's type. a very good point. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's yes. got that kind of heartless... A uh, streak in him. He well, does. yeah, you were talking about how he just ditches his girlfriend. I don't exactly. need you and, anymore, babe. And yeah. people who are like that don't like to be told that they're doing anything wrong yeah. either. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's sort of the sort of the friction that you get between these two guys. I mean, Miles Teller believes he's just you know just doing everything he's supposed to do, and everything's just a little off to J.K. Simmons mm -hmm. and this and everything. But yeah, man, you see how how like how will they try to get one uh you know over each other on these things you know like miles teller ends up like getting this guy fired and he comes back and does this long con basically yeah, to, get, man. To, to say all right let's work together and all this bullshit and then even after all that miles teller comes back and says you know what no i'm not i'm not leaving this stage unless you get guards to come out and yeah you know, you know it is a long con but it's an accidental one because if he doesn't go into the jazz club 
which I think is like on his last night of performing, then none of the the last part of it ever happened. Yeah, yeah, but from that point on, it's a long con. Yeah, yeah. And he just basically leaves out one song and all the materials this guy has to prepare. One thing that I, I do always wonder is what, why Miles Teller keeps trying to play that first song as long as he does. Oh, because yeah. Because you think you'd come to a point after 15 seconds and just go, this is going to be better if I just stop yeah. and let the people who know the tempo play because I'm fucking it up. But he tries for a really long time to pick it up and it's really cringy. It's very hard to watch. Yeah. yeah. And now we have Back to the Future. Yeah, I know. Uh, um, Mayor Goldie Wilson. Right. <laughs> if you were talking about if if this was a sort of a contest on sincerity, I don't know. Whiplash. I don't know. Back to the Future has enough sincerity oh, yeah. in it. Oh yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was a if it was a battle between that or whatever, then you'd have like I don't know. Whiplash would probably have a, a better chance than this. I think. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future is Back to the Future. It's you know it's it, it, I know that sounds really stupid. You know that I would say something like that but it, it it is it's such a big movie it's an institution it's such a point. big movie and it's a big movie for a reason it's not you know it's not like we have this number one for no reason you know what I mean? <laughs> well and you know they're gonna remake that or go back to that world soon right yeah i'm sure they will it's mm. inevitable mm. yeah with emma stone is marty mcfly that's right <laughs> well, if they do that we better get some royalty checks for this yeah, thing. Exactly. I know. no kidding <laughs> anyway it's it's such it that's my point is it's such a great world and story and universe and there's there is much potential there. If I'm a Hollywood studio guy, it's been what thirty two years. Mm-hmm. Let's let's crank that shit back out. Give give Michael J. Fox some kind of cameo. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I want it. I'm just predicting <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, this was a. I don't know. Is this a movie that ever needed a sequel? No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, for the money reasons, you're going to make sense. Well, and then the, the sign-off, the roads where we're going, we don't need roads, begs for yeah, yeah. You know, the continuation. It I, does. They are so inferior to me in yeah, me every too. way. Same Man, thing. I love the second one. I think that second one is clever as fuck. Really? Yes. Like, the going to the future, and then the past is fucked up, so they to go all the way back, and there's two thems in 1955. <laughs> I eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The third one is the one where I'm kind of like all the Mary Steenbergs and stuff and mm. the Jules Verne talk. I don't really care about Doc falling in love. Now, I think <laughs> I do think you're in the minority on the sequels there. I, I think, think I'm, I people, think you're right. Yeah, I think most people like three better. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, two is is good because of what you're saying there. I But when we recently watched that to Senate. Yeah, I was like, man, this movie is Oh, it's so not very good at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was because there's a point where and 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 they film those simultaneously. Yeah. There's a point where you see like all the self awareness of you know what's going on from the first one and everything. You can't recreate that magic. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, where Bill Murray keeps trying to get the. He tries to get that spontaneous uh, oh, attraction yeah. with Andy McDowell after he's done it. In after the he's snow done and it, that, yeah. and there's the part where they fall and he don't they don't fall just the right way, and then he starts creepily trying to yeah. jump. It's it's that's what Back to the Future two and three yeah. are to me. Yeah, <laughs> the Bill Murray and Groundhog. Oh, there's there's a couple of kids that are throwing snowballs. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's exactly like that. I want to oh. have a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like to drink to world peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so they uh, those what that's how those, how those come off to me and and they've got their charms but it's just yeah so i just i feel like 
that first one has the perfect story for what they're trying to do with it. And it's, yeah, it's a great movie. Anyway, mm-hmm. what's the order on this? Uh, it's me first. Yep. So if you put these two movies in front of me, uh, I would pick Whiplash 98 times out of 100. Wow. So I'm going to vote for Whiplash. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really think, and my La La Land prediction of it becoming a, a classic in 20 years, notwithstanding, maybe I'm not right about that, I almost guarantee that Whiplash will. Uh, it's it's something that, as you've seen us like now twice or three times, tease this movie apart. There's so much to it, even though it's an insular story, uh, which is definitely the total opposite of Back to the Future. But I think it's just got more. I don't know. It just connects to me more. I love me some Back to the Future. You motherfucker. I know, Chris. Uh, obviously, it's Back to the Future, <laughs> and you know what? Whiplash might be considered a classic. 20 years from now but it might be considered a classic in the way taxi driver is is considered a classic where Mm -hmm. you have a faction of people of movie lovers who love that movie but not a lot of the like main public who really like that movie yeah yeah like a sleeper classic yeah 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 kind of i guess if you could really call it sleepers you can't (laughs) you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to well, there, there's a Woody Allen movie called Sleeper, too. Yes, so there to, is. You have to distinguish. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it, Taxi Driver is not a movie that you would go up to you know, you know, know, your mom or dad and say, really need to watch Taxi Driver. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My and dad would be like, is that the one with Sybil Shepard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, it has Sybil Shepherd. I don't know why From he talks like a New are. York guy. <laughs> yeah, your dad's weird. Is that the... <laughs> it's got Sybil Shepherd in it. <laughs> it's all that Seinfeld talk it's, about It's Jerry's like Rob dad. Reiner from Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, if, if, if we're doing the, you know, uh, there's, this is what I would almost call arbitration in a way. Like, you, you know how teams and players hate going to arbitration because... They're two. They're two entities that still want to be together, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the team has to tell say a whole bunch of negative stuff about that player in order to pay less money. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing with this movie, <laughs> like Whiplash. If there was any, like, it's it's almost one note as far as what it's what it's. Uh, Pardon the pun. Exactly. As far as mm-hmm. what his presentation is. Um, it's very just like in your face about being perfect and it's great. It's exhilarating. Uh, but back to the future has so many other highs and lows and everything mm. and just, and overall excitement and everything. Uh, I don't know how I would com- how I would pick whiplash over this one in any instance. Did yeah. you know the original title of whiplash was drums? What are they good for? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is a little known fact. This whole podcast brought to you by Seinfeld. Quits. Um, so I love chaos. And if I were to pick Whiplash, there would be chaos beyond gravity beating Raiders. Uh, I'm picking back to the future yeah. because uh, I, I'm going to make the right pick here. But I do want to admit at least 10% of me wants to pick Whiplash just to see what happens. <laughs> and that's not the spirit of this bracket, so I can't actually do that. Uh, and Whiplash is fantastic. It's just like you said, it may be a classic in 20 years. I know it has already has a section of devoted fans today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Back to the Future is already a classic. It and is. has been since essentially the day it came out. Uh, and 
There's no way. It's it's regal. It's royal. Now, I do want to make sure of something here and and know that I would have been crushed beyond belief if you had picked Whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> but if you really think Whiplash is better, you know, you need to vote for that. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So I, I, I didn't feel great about it, but uh, I Whiplash to me, in my head, if it had gotten past this, had a chance of going all the way. Yeah, it could have. In my you mind, really because I like that movie. Because it matches up so well. I'd love me some. I guess I get attached to these directors. Damien Chazelle just fucking hits me right in all of the. the yes. I will Jones say, zones. I will say that very ending scene, the drumming on the very ending scene is the most intense thing that you'll see. It's more intense than anything that's in Back to the Future. It's mm. probably, it might even be better than anything, any one scene that's in Back to the Future. But that's just the one mm, scene, mm. and everything else is is more about J.K. Simmons yelling at him and everything. So, <laughs> see, once again, we're being reductive to a really great, <laughs> arbitration, you know, arbitration, to, a, to it being a really great movie there. But anyway, I, I guess there's no surprise here that the number one seeds all moved on. But that's sort of why I wanted to do it was so yeah. yeah, yeah, we get those out of the way, and we still do our thing, and you guys are still sated about that type of thing. Yeah, and tougher matchups uh, lie ahead for those one seeds. That's mm-hmm. right. That's correct. Okay, so now we're going to go on to our summer preview. So we're saving the galaxy again? Yep. Awesome! I think that Will and I should be the only ones who go outside for a while. Forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. I'm sick of him treating me like a kid all the time. I'm going to need you behind the wheel again. One more job and I'm done. One more job and we're straight. Apes together! Why do your balls sound like three-year-old girls? I don't know, man. That's just how they talk. But they're wise. And uh, this is... Where are we going to start here? We're going to start late April or early May? Let's go late April. Late April? Yeah. Okay, so... Late April. So, uh, obviously, by the time this comes out, the fate of the Furious will have already been out, right? Mm. So, that's probably already made its, like, $140 million on its opening weekend. Because nobody can get any, can, uh, you know, get enough of that bullshit. Fuck that movie with a scaly pole. Fuck it in the face. Um, Fuck it in the ear. (laughs) Fuck it in the armpit, too. I think it's going to be... When this comes out, it will have made exactly one hundred forty million dollars. Yeah, this <laughs> will be like, uh, you know, something. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. Uh, I don't know. It's gonna make a shit ton of money. They're gonna announce Fast Nine, Ten, and Eleven sometime before the calendar year is out. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm glad there are so many people entertained by these movies. I, I like that my fellow humans are getting joy. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it at all. I'm never going to get it. Uh, these movies annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. You're never going to get it. They're they're pretty awful. But I, I guess that they're the one big one that's coming out in April is The Circle. Yeah. After that. That's the, the one that's just before May on April I can't 28th. figure that movie out. I can't either. What? It feels it's, like antitrust. Did you see that Ryan Phillippe yeah, movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like that. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, but this is, I mean, it's essentially Apple, right? Because Apple just recently built a thing co- that's a circle, right? As their headquarters. So, I well, think so. They have it's a big, like huge circle. Apple, Google, I mean, this all those things. This is essentially kinda, Apple. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's one of those type of movies where it's like, uh, you know, electronic intrigue. Yeah, well, it's very hard to film. It's... It seems like it's got big ideas. Like it's got probably like a pretty generic storyline of like, you know, spying like Eagle Eye or something like that or Enemy of the State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got engaging leads, John Boyega, Emma Emma Watson and mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks. And it's got this whole privacy bent. Um, of course, not having seen it, we don't really know 
how they're going to play that out. But I like that idea because that's as a society where we're going right now. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, mm. I would. I'm going to make a prediction. Mm-hmm. Flaming turd. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I may be wrong, but it has all the markings to me of a flaming turd. Mm. Yeah. Mm. FYI. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. Now it's interesting. Uh, I don't I don't know if there's any sort of um, I don't know quantifiable sort of study that you can do with this but this is emma watson right after this big big huge beauty and the beast yeah. uh will still be going on when this movie comes out yeah but i don't know if that's ever been a big uh like buoy to any new movie that comes out like just because i mean it, it always seems like these movies come out like well we're not too sure we'll try to get that ride some of that emma watson wave or whatever like a, a month or so. It's yeah, happened that many, it, it, it seems like that second movie is always so inferior that they yeah. that people just ignore it. Well, and I don't think there's much of a draw there anyway. I mean, it's not like Emma Watson was an unknown before Beauty and the Beast came out. There <laughs> no may kidding. be some little girls who went to see this Beauty and the Beast and are now Emma Watson fans that weren't before, but that's a very small number. Well, yeah, and, they're, yeah. and yeah, these six and seven-year-old girls aren't going to go be watching The Circle. Well, right, <laughs> and you know, I don't even think... I like Emma Watson a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. But I don't think she's any part of the reason why that movie's done well. I mm-hmm. think there are a couple dozen actresses you could have put in that role and it would have made the exact same amount of money. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I like I like her a lot. But yeah, the circle looks like uh, I'm staying away. Uh, April, I, don't, I guess I'm not going to the movies in April. <laughs> <laughs> what about this makes you think it's a flaming turd? Because it makes me feel like an antitrust. No. It yeah. gives me shades that was of a flaming trust. <laughs> that was a flaming turd. Yes, it was. Uh, the only saving grace was Claire Forlani was in it. Yes. And she's attractive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, she is. Uh, what do we got early May? Well, I mean, and there's one other late April, um, and it's called Slight, which mm-hmm. is um, the uh, the magic Slight. It's like Chronicle mm-hmm. with magic. Now you see me. And now you see me or whatever. But there's somebody. There's some review that goes up in the trailer that's like it's like Chronicle meets Iron Man, which I think is a weird combination. There's nothing Iron Man <laughs> powers meets super. Yeah, yeah, superpowers <laughs> meets superpowers. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. But uh, but it looks like Chronicle. Is uh, it found footage? No, it looks like Chronicle with like Boys in the Hood almost. Interesting because it's it's. Like this sort of like, uh, I don't know, it feels like there's some sort of street crime type of thing going mm-hmm. on. And this guy actually knows magic. And you think it's, oh, he just knows like what, you know, the Burt Wonderstone magic is or whatever. But like they're actual, he actually has powers, like mm-hmm. real magic powers or whatever. So sort of weird genre crossing type of thing. I don't know. It won't, it probably won't be a big hit or mm-hmm. anything, but you might get some people who are like, that's a pretty good movie or whatever. Uh, but it's worth. I think it was worth mentioning just because it kind of looks sure. kind of looks uh, interesting. Anyway, uh, early May. So the it's uh, it's the uh, annual Marvel uh, first week of May movie. This time it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Interesting, mm. because that was a the first one was a late summer release. It was. Mm-hmm. It came out. And Spider Man's have typically been May. Yeah, but the cock of the walk right now is Marvel Disney. Yeah, and they're they've got. They've got everything reserved all the way up until 2020 right now. Yeah, and uh, and the spider and Spider Man isn't what Spider Man used to be. Sure, like it's been going on that Amazing Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two, where it's had mixed results and probably more negative results mm. than anything. 
Um, and so it's not the it's not the property. It can't it can't you know go out and reserve that. Well, May. and I guess Guardians was a late summer release because they weren't sure. And then once it was a mammoth hit, now they're going to move it up to early May where mm-hmm. the big powerhouses go. I'm actually pretty pumped for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped watching trailers after the second one. The second one, the first one sold me. The second one. It, it, I have a feeling this could just be really fun. It might be even more fun than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I like the first one a lot. I'm not one of those people who worship it or fell in love with it. Um, but now that we've sort of set up this universe and these characters and their relationships, um, I'm starting to have a feeling that maybe James Gunn has hit it out of the park with this follow up. I would love for that to be the as case. long as they keep having fun. If they and what the trailers indicate is that they're not. You know, this everything is fallen. Yeah. Forget everything that you think you know. Yeah. They're still having fun with yeah. it. Yeah. And if you can do that, I can dig it. I yeah. can get down with that. Yeah, absolutely. The uh yeah, this looks fun to me. I I, I saw a, a trailer, I don't know if you've seen this one at there's like, you know, there's always like seven or eight right. different things that go on with these movies, but I saw some trailer this morning and I I saw a lot of the fun. But I also saw a lot of stuff that made me go, I don't know about this, Mm -hmm. because Marvel's Marvel, and Marvel wants to put a lot of their, like, branding in these things. Well, and and the Guardians are going to take part in this Infinity War, so there's going to be some ground laying. While there is fun being had, there's so many things in that trailer that are just kind of like, okay, uh, I I think I can deal with some of this stuff, but you know you're creeping you're creeping on yeah. this area that you know the you, where you uh the first one was sort of like it's sort of anti-marvel stuff in, sure. in that one it, it kind of looked it looked the part but it mm-hmm. was it seemed so different from that this one fits really snugly in the marvel universe and that's a, may not be a good thing because mm-hmm. uh, of the the way the color palette is yep. and the way they you know a lot of the little shots in there i was like oh, i don't know but Yes, there is a lot of fun in this, and I think it, I'm, I'll be there to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be one of those movies. It's yeah. not, I'm not t- steered away from it. By That's probably name. the next one I'll see. It's one of the only blockbusters that you can look at on this schedule and say, like, ah, all right, feel, yeah. feel good about it. It's not a lot to be confident about. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, you also have the same thing we just talked about with Back to the Future a minute ago. Um, you made your first one without knowing it was going to be a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it. It's a certain way. And now you're aware of it. And it, can they cut out the self-awareness? Yeah. Because that can be a drag a lot of times. I will say, do. if we get any more Howard the Duck, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the following week, uh, we have Guy Ritchie's King Arthur Legend of the Sword, which looks an, like another boring... That looks, that looks awful. Looks, looks like another fuck. boring-ass swords and sandals bullshit movie. It's like they're trying to Game of Thronesify everything. Yeah. Like, even that Emerald City TV show about Wizard of Oz looked like Game of Thrones. <laughs> this looks like Game of Thrones. And I'm just like, okay, it's, we're now doing this thing we did 15 years ago with lord of the rings where everything that came out had to have some kind of fantasy element or hoods or staffs or something yes there's an enormous goddamn elephant in this trailer there is and elephants i don't believe have ever been native to uh the uk or europe especially ones that are 500 feet tall (laughs) yeah i don't i do not understand how this happens because that once upon a time guy Ritchie was like one to watch. Yep. Right? After Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, you mm-hmm. were like, well, this guy's got something. 
And, you know, the Sherlock Holmes movies have mm-hmm. their defenders and fans. I'm not a and, super And swept fan. away. Swept away <laughs> has that one fan named Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was funny. I was well in the car with my wife the other day. Tangent. And uh, Like a Prayer came on by Madonna. Mm-hmm. And my wife is about eight years younger than me. And so there's a lot of, like, my pop culture references that fall on deaf ears with her. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to her, this was like super controversial when this mm-hmm. song came out. Oh, yeah. And, and now it's just, it's no big deal. We just listened. But when Like a Virgin came out or Like a Prayer came out, or Like a Virgin, um, <clears throat> it was scandalous. Yeah, the, man. Madonna well, was especially a scandalous. That video. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. One anyway. of the first ones we ever did for music video That's right. All yeah. three of us were on There's correct. like a wax black Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Um, man, so man anyway. Wax is made of wax. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie is a guy that I would rather see get back into quirky crime capers um, mm-hmm. because everything that he's tried outside of that has. And I just don't I don't even see him when I see the trailer for this movie. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm like I said in the last podcast, huge King Arthur geek. Mm-hmm. Can't get it up for this movie at all. No. Yeah. This is. Yeah. It just looks like another random uh, thing. <laughs> What's funny about this trailer is uh, Jude Law is like, where does he get his drive? Yeah. And you see Char- uh, Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Doing like this flash dance thing, like shirtless, just like running in place and going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like that's how apparently he gets Oh, so he does that. He does. We'll try that later. Uh, also on the 12th, uh, just mentioning because Amy Schumer is coming out with another comedy, but mm-hmm. that one doesn't look good either. I don't know what she's thinking here. Yeah. Well, and surprise, surprise, it's got a double entendre of a title. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Snatched. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, she had a stand up special hit. Netflix a couple weeks ago, yep. and according to Reddit, like everybody hates it. It's oh, awful. really? It's like, hideous. Is it? It's yeah. just like uh, there's apparently a moment where she just says, "My pussy smells like farts" or something. No, it smells like a farm am- a animal. A farm animal. Yes. Yeah. See, that's not comedy. Just this, being crass. That uh, that special was incredibly disappointing. Like that's there was, I, we didn't. I didn't crack a smile one time. Hmm. And I love Amy Schumer. She's got I like great train wreck stuff. a lot. Yeah, I, I really like train. She was talking about train wreck uh, during this special, and it was like. Man, it it's like a like a copy of a copy almost. Yeah, there's something like, yeah. about there's something about when a stand-up comic starts talking about their success yeah. outside. It's kind of like when rappers become successful and yep. it's no longer about like like the cool stuff they used to do. It's about like, you know, why you know <laughs> pools and women and yeah, stuff that's yeah, all they yeah. want to say. Uh but like yeah, when a stand-up comic starts talking about all the like stuff they're into, you're like this isn't this doesn't isn't why we come to see a stand up comedy show. You you have observations about real life yeah. that we can all you know relate to. Uh, that's that's what stand up comedy is about, not about your success with Trainwreck and hanging out with Jennifer Lawrence and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's just you know it's the only one that can get away with that is Louis C.K. because he's so he's got such a dour perspective mm-hmm. where he's like I think it was in his last special he was like. I'm not like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I have what you have, but like 100% better. Yeah, everything, everything <laughs> I do is like 10 times better than what you're doing. Um, so is it Goldie Hawn in this with her? Goldie Hawn is in this. Do we it's know what this a, is about? It's They're on some sort of trip and... They get abducted. Yeah, they get abducted. Get it's kind of like Taken or something like that, I guess. Oh, that sounds lovely. But, but comedy. <laughs> yeah. And, because kidnapping is hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's awesome fun. But like... Um, 
but no, like I thought this would, and it's probably would probably make the same amount of money too. I thought this was a perfect opportunity to get Kate Hudson and Goldie Goldie Hawn mm-hmm. together. That would have been great. You'd probably make the same money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, truthfully, this yeah, is no, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, so on the nineteenth, we have that Alien Covenant movie. Oh man, couples retreat for aliens. Man, man, mm-hmm. that man. You down on it, eh? God damn it. It don't looks you, terrible. Don't you want it to be good, though? All right. I Anytime. like that cast a lot. I like Danny McBride in an alien movie, for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's, if, if you play up the humorous elements of it, sure. But what, what is humorous about the alien franchise? No, you know? I don't. I just like the idea of somebody you know from comedy being, I don't think he's going to quip a bunch of one-liners. I yeah. think it's like a, a an action sci-fi role for him. Uh, isn't James Franco in this, too? I think James Franco's in this. Not sure. The problem with the Alien movies, and I think I may have mentioned this when we talked about Aliens, is the cat's out of the bag. Like, now all you want to see is just more and more and more Aliens and different types of Aliens and shit like that, when the whole reason that the first two really worked is that it wasn't this glut of of Aliens, and even when there were, it wasn't like this super intense 360, you know, perspective of them. It was that they were scary and that they were, you know, hidden. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, oh, we're out here and like the the end of Prometheus with that fucking little alien thing that oh my god. Yeah, the money shot of this trailer is the alien jumping on the ship flying away mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. So that's way up in your face with the alien and everything, but he's done this before. He's yep. been on he's jumped on the ship a <laughs> hundred times in this yeah. in this franchise. It's no more it's not scarier now just because you have better effects and everything like that. Yeah. This yeah, this looks just like I don't know what's awful. gonna happen here because Ridley has said publicly he's got like three more stories planned out already and yeah. he, he's ready to go next year on another one. And it's just we said mentioned this before, but Ridley Scott has, has got no place when his in his career where he's just not reliably great. Because we had mm. Prometheus, not good. And then we had The Martian, which even if you're not obsessed with it like I am, generally everybody liked that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Ridley are we going to get here? Yeah. And is this a case of like a Lucas thing? Like maybe somebody's a little more obsessed with their own property than the general audience is. Like, I wonder how many ripples this movie will even make after Prometheus and so much disconnect from the last time aliens were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, do- this looks like it's DOA, man. Yeah. I-, I really don't think this is going to do anything. Was Prometheus a big hit? It made not, money, it, but not a bunch. It did okay. It wasn't a huge hit, though. Yeah, was it? the trailers for Prometheus were amazing. Yes, they were. Yes, and, they were. And uh, I remember it being a fair disappointment when it came out, as far as box office. Now they probably already got the. It's probably people getting the word about how how the mm. movie was, but um, but it it didn't quite hit like they were hoping. Yeah, and uh, so they still continued forward because it made a little bit of money, but. <laughs> Yeah, this is a, this is just not the way you do it, man. <laughs> maybe man. maybe what happened was Ridley made The Martian and made so much money he was able to turn to somebody and go, "Now let me do another Alien." <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? I mean, Ridley Scott probably has as much money as James Cameron. Yeah, you're probably does right. right now. He's probably fun <laughs> How many times Scott Free is on something that he's that oh, yeah. has been oh, done? Yeah. I mean, the guy is definitely like mm. he could have probably funded this himself. <laughs> um, Here, I got that. Let me. Reach in my wallet. For the uh, Memorial Day weekend, we have the big one is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. That also looks freaking awful. Yeah, no no reason for it. I don't care that Orlando Bloom is back. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a draw? Yeah. Fuck you, movie. Right, exactly. I'm out. 
I'm out. And I'm hoping well, the, the general public, like, I think you said the last one didn't do very well here in the U.S., but made a lot of money overseas. Still made a lot of money overseas. Same thing's going to happen here. Same thing here. I think I think this does a, almost a tank job here. Yeah. Almost tanks. I hope so. I think I think it's going to be awful. Like, it's barely going to be above water or if even get its head above water here in the States. But then it'll it'll somehow salvage it. I think the less said about the Pirates movie, the better. Yeah. What yeah. else do we got? Well, what I do want to say about the Pirates movie is what I was telling Barrett when uh, earlier today was that all the backstory that they always bring up in these things where Jack Sparrow did this and that and yeah. that whatever to me. Is a much better movie than the one that they show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you just show that movie where yeah. Jack Sparrow did something? In fact, they have some, you know, some dude who, some, I guess, some graphic sprite that looks just like Johnny Depp or whatever playing Jack Sparrow, like in the early days. Uh, oh, really? Lovely. And, uh, like, why don't they just go ahead and, and, and do that, you know? The young Jack Sparrow. Because they don't have Johnny Depp anymore. Yeah. But then well, Johnny the... Depp isn't exactly the draw he was anymore either. He, yeah. he kind of took a hit with the personal life stuff over the last year. He I did. wonder if you did, like, a young Jack Sparrow movie. Mm hmm. I would consider watching that. Yeah. Like with the with an up and coming actor and everything, you've still got the the backing of the the Pirates franchise and you could really start fresh, not that I'm encouraging this a reboot or anything like that, but I think it would be much more interesting than continuing this fucking, yeah. you know, Jack Sparrow's now in his 50s, you know, let's see what happens. Well, you don't have to encourage it. They're going to do it someday, mm. but like um but like yeah, I think that it, a younger Jack Sparrow would be way more way funner movie mm -hmm. uh, at this point anyway also coming out on that memorial day weekend is baywatch which yeah. is um the trailers uh am i am i wrong for saying they look kind of funny yeah I, I agree it's just yeah this is gonna be like 21 jump street until i until i see it and can confirm for myself that it's funny i'm not gonna believe it <laughs> because this is just it, it has all other than the trailer Mm -hmm. Everything about this should should scream shitty. Yeah, that's true. And if they somehow made it good, because I remember thinking that about Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, it's going to be a comedy. Mm -hmm. What are you an action comedy? What? And then I loved the, I loved it. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'll, I'll reserve judgment, but well, I have no optimism. There's right now. just mm -hmm. almost no way to make these movies if you're wanting to do this as a studio and you've got a property that you know has a has a name that you can sell out there. There's almost no way to do these straight up. Mm -hmm. They end up being just super terrible. So you have to like make them jokey like this. The same thing happened with this Chips movie yeah. uh, earlier on where they made, uh, I didn't watch this movie by the way, but like I heard Dak Shepard talking about it and he said this is pretty much straight up from the TV show, like the like it, with just more action in it or mm -hmm. whatever. It's not like some and an joke. R rating. I it's, guess. Yeah, it's not some jokey like ha ha ha. The, remember the show back then? It was so cheesy type of presentation. Hmm. It was it's more straight up. Well, Even it's though got it's got terrible reviews. Yeah, and it's got terrible reviews. So um, I feel like it could go either way. The trailer was funny, but you know, the trailer for Father's Day was funny too. This is the the same guy, the director that did Horrible Bosses and the the King of Kong. So well, there's I trust that guy. Yeah, but, I mean. You never, you never know. You never know with these things. Yeah, you never know. I it's mean, a little more encouraging than you would think for a Baywatch movie. Yeah, I mean, when I when they announced that they were making one, I did roll my eyes a bit. But mm. mm, how does The Rock do all these movies, by the way? <laughs> and the TV and show. And the TV show. And he's do doing that documentary thing on yep. HBO as well. Like, how does he do all that? What is he? Is he? Is does he, he have a time turner? Ballers? What? 
Is he still doing ballers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. He's still doing ballers, and he still comes out with 15 movies. A <laughs> yeah. And he's still producing, like, a bunch of web shows on YouTube. He's got a U- YouTube thing now. Really? Yeah. Like, he's got some kind of workout reality show that he's doing huh. on YouTube. Yeah, he's a busy, busy motherfucker. Yeah. He's busier than uh, Eric Roberts. <laughs> he is. And that's saying something. That is saying something. Because Eric, like Ro- the- Eric Roberts made 40 movies while we were just talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my joke I made last night on Twitter about the where Michael Bay said there are 14 more Transformers movies uh-huh. stories already written. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like in the 3 seconds since or 3 minutes since this tweet I also have written 14 Transformers scripts. <laughs> <laughs> Going on into June, uh the big one opening in the first week of June is Wonder Woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a I got a lot of trepidatiousness. This is uh, fucking Captain America, the first Avenger. It really again. is. It's and the same movie. It is, and only probably less fun and less colorful. Mm-hmm. The I like Chris Pine. He alone can probably get me to watch this thing mm-hmm. uh, because I, I have grown to really appreciate him as an actor. Um, but yeah, I have no interest in this story at all. Zero. Same here, man. I saw this. I, I saw this trailer recently, and I just was like. There's nothing that makes the moves the needle for me here. Mm. Nothing. You, you were right on with the Captain America, but also throw in Thor because that whole like yeah. Athena land where they yeah. give me like Asgard vibes. Yeah, and so it's basically Thor meets Captain America, the first Avenger <laughs> in the DC world with a woman. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I'll watch this in the theater or not. You I, know, I mean, people said that she was one of the best parts of Batman versus Superman, which is probably true. But she was in very, very little of that movie. Mm-hmm. So the more you can stay away from that movie and just kind of like say, oh, no, I'm cool. I open emails that show other superheroes and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I guess that. I still, that think, I, I, no, I still think Gal Gadot is really cute, though. Yeah. She's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's really cute. Or Chris Pine. I just may not, I just may not see her movie. Yeah. Um. There's also another uh, like somewhat superhero animated movie coming out called Captain Underpants. Yeah, I have is, no idea what that is. You probably know more about this than I do. Well, I know it's a known property. Uh, my kid hasn't been into it, but mm-hmm. watching the trailer, I kind of am interested in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's DreamWorks. Yeah, it's DreamWorks it's a with different Fox. Style. Yeah. Like, Fox is distributing it, but I think it is DreamWorks Animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, you have two kids who, a la weird science, yeah. basically, weird uh, science. yes, uh, turn their principal into this superhero called Captain Underpants, and he is absolutely the dumbest person alive. Hmm. And so, like, he gets it's basically them running after this guy. He keeps getting into it's all like this if trouble. Mr. Bean had superpowers. Yeah, yeah almost. kind of. <laughs> but he kinda. doesn't actually have superpowers. Although, right? Oh, he doesn't. He just believes that he does. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would actually like to watch Mr. Bean with superpowers type movie there's your elevator (laughs) pitch Um, yeah there you go but uh yeah that looks mildly interesting i don't i would don't think i'll go to the theater to Mm. watch it but uh but yeah it looks kind of kind of interesting um the following week on june 9th the reboot of the mummy comes out boy this looks terrible yes it does i cannot believe i really think tom cruise needs a talking to because Of late, his choices have been very good. Yeah. The last two Mission Impossible movies were good. I enjoyed the Jack Reacher movies, even though some of you in the room didn't. Mm. Um, 
But he's usually reliable at picking decent projects. And mm-hmm. this just looks like a CGI fucking mess. Yeah. And I, it made me want to watch the Brendan Fraser version because yeah. that was fun. It's Tom Cruise Apocalypse, right? Yeah. It, look, it almost looked like World yeah. of Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have any interest in this at all. Yeah, me either. Uh, and it's and it's hard to sort of distinguish. Like, I guess the mummy in this is actually a female this time, which yeah. is sort of a different kind of thing. Ooh. If there was anything about this, remember last summer it was little boys in the jungle running after <laughs> animals. <laughs> and you were right. I was right because there were fifty movies that came out that were all about that. Uh, this this summer is about the ladies, man. Ladies mm-hmm. kicking ass and. Uh, and ladies partying and yeah. uh, there's a million of that type of thing here and it's like here the mummy we've always sort of uh grown to believe is a boris karloff type and everything this time it's a female doing it but if i if i'm universal i, I would be nervous but because this doesn't look good they want this this is supposed to open up a cinematic universe for them so they can get get into the frankenstein and all the old classic universal monsters they want to do like a shared universe of that oh my god mm-hmm. and you know, Tom Cruise is a big enough star, and again, this unpredictable overseas audience may flock to this thing. But I was getting War of the Worlds meets Clash of the Titans vibes, yeah. and I just don't want to watch that. It mm. doesn't look fun well, at all. When I when I start thinking of Suicide Squad and X Men Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. when I watch yeah. a movie, then it's bad. Yes, yeah. it's, it's I'm sorry, you're, you've done something wrong. Yeah. You yep. fucked up. You done fucked up. <laughs> you done fucked up. Plus the the teaser trailer. Looks like a Mission Impossible movie, mm-hmm. basically. He's in the plane, and he's got that stoic look and yeah. everything. And then, like, I don't know. Come yeah, on. This, yeah, the, this, this the false flat. There's a horror movie, by the way, that's certain to have lots of sex jokes about it. It comes at night. Oh, I'm excited about this. Yeah. This is A24, A24. and this is Joel Edgerton. They, yeah. A24, has, he's directing? He's in it. Oh. Uh, he's the star. A24 has just stealthily become one of the most reliable outfits yep. around, right? They did Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, Ex Machina. Yep. Um, so yeah, their name alone, it's almost to what Pixar was about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. that, that you might sign up just because of the studio. Yeah. What do we think this movie's about, though? Because the trailer I've seen three or four times, yeah. and I'm like, okay, there's a scary dude in a mask, and there's a repeated phrase over and over again, but like, I what is this a is this sort of like a strangers type movie where people are coming to a house? It or? looks more like a zombie movie to me. Zombie I, movie. I, uh, I read a brief description where he's trying to keep this some sort of nuclear family together. Oh yeah, and that there's some sort of threat from the outside. Um, so I don't know if it's like a virus thing. I love that. I don't know what yeah, the hell this is same, about. Yeah, same, same here. It doesn't <laughs> give you enough, but you see enough in there that's like, oh, kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah. And A24. Yep. So um, that'll be interesting. I'd like to see that maybe. Mm-hmm. I might see that in a the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 16th, the big one there is Cars 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too late. There's, I will say <laughs> this, they, they've only come out with a teaser for this. I haven't seen any like major trailers for this. Mm-hmm. But the one, the teaser looks almost photorealistic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not, you know, good dinosaurs water was photorealistic. Well, but that sure. that still a fucking disaster. Yeah, I'm not saying go, you know, immediately run to Cars 3 because everything looks photorealistic, but it, it looks amazing. This mm-hmm. is one of these things where I actually have a feeling this could be the best of the three Cars movies. They, it looks like they're taking a darker tone, mm-hmm. um, but it's too little too late. Like, you after... 
I like the first Cars more than most people, mm-hmm. but it's still an inferior Pixar movie. The second yeah. Cars is like shame worthy. Yeah. Like some, they really should have been shouting shame at people <laughs> yeah. when they went to the premiere. It's really bad. Uh, and I don't know how you get me now. Little kids, fucking sure. The reason they keep making Cars movies is because it's the highest grossing merchandise of all the Pixar films. Because little boys love Cars, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But me as a film viewer you lost your chance this may be the best fucking movie in the world but i'm gonna have to hear that from 100 people before i ever watch but it. even so do you need a gritty reboot of cars nope. <laughs> no no that's what this looks like yeah and we didn't need cars 2 we no didn't. no and cars 2 was arguably darker because it had like this james bondian type of uh plot but now this is going in the wrong direction I man will say this though i will say this almost every pixar movie i've ever seen that has a teaser like this has ended up being surprisingly good. Hmm. Well, and I thought Toy very, Story 2 and 3 were unnecessary, and they both turned out very, good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, I don't think they should have made Cars 3, but, uh, you know, there's every time one of these teasers have come out for Pixar. Now, honestly, we are talking about a different time, a different period where they used to come out with these things, where everything was good that they made. So this is, doesn't mean much. But the fact that, you know, I've seen that kind of thing before, we were like, eh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have a surprise waiting in store. I would love for it to be great, but uh, you you guys let me know. <laughs> this is a pretty big weekend. You have the um, you have the the Tupac biopic. All mm-hmm. eyes on me comes out, and yeah. that dude looks exactly like Tupac. He sure does. Did Hope you, you see act. the trailer? I've for seen this? it one time. So what this trailer does not have is like very little of him actually doing music. Oh yeah. Um. There's a part, there's a, a few shots of him on stage. There's maybe a shot of him in the studio. But it's basically how he is this folk hero, this community leader. And all the different times he was tried to be assassinated, which is several. Mm-hmm. Stabbed, shot twice, all that stuff. And like, it, it's all this stuff with his mind. Like, it just doesn't, the reason that you like Tupac People love Tupac a lot more than I love Tupac. Mm-hmm. I've just never gotten into his, his music as much as everybody else has. Right. But if you're going to go and watch a Tupac documentary, that's the shit that you want to see. I mean, I guess some people want to see how many times he's almost died and yeah. this thug life thing and everything. And it's probably got a, a cool perspective, but it's just not my bad. I want to see an entire movie about Tupac's life during the time of the filming of Poetic Justice. Yes. <laughs> and whether or not he and Janet Jackson were boning. And and uh, and above uh, the rim. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree, because uh, straight out of Compton, what we really want, I mean, what really came through in those trailers is that this was them coming up with their stuff, yep. and this is yeah. them singing and all those. And yeah, there would be some uh, back, back behind the scenes type of stuff. But yeah, this one is kind of like a different take yeah, on yeah, it yeah. or whatever. Uh, also coming out on that sixteenth is Rough Night, which we were talking about the uh, you know the female, the summer of females. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is essentially very bad things yeah. with women in it. Yeah, but, Do you like very bad things. No, sorry. very bad things is trying way too fucking hard. All right. I mean, um, I see what people like in it, but no. I yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way about that movie. Um, even though I see I see some moments in it, but uh, but Rough Night uh has got that sort of vibe to it because it's I mean they're all it's a bunch of ladies going out to party and everything, and then they kill a stripper, which is exactly <laughs> what happens in Very Bad Thing. Yeah, and then all the sort of the aftermath of that where they don't want to get caught, mm-hmm. and so they make things worse by doing that. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, it's uh, being written by the Broad City. Uh, uh, it's Alana Glazer mm-hmm. and uh, Abby Jacobson, I mm-hmm. think is her name. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm there for that. And plus, Kate McKinnon, Scarlett Johansson. Yep. Uh, we have uh, Jillian Bell. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in this that I'm I'm. And Kate McKinnon's got a good like Australian accent going on. In yeah. This. Like it's so good, man. and and she's just funny. I mean, just the tra- the trailer in this, she could again be like Ghostbusters and be the only thing funny about it. But Jillian Bell's in there too, and Alana Glazer. Mm-hmm. There's a heavy hitting amount of like awesome comedians in yeah. there. So I'm interested in watching this movie. Me too. Uh, I want to see it. I might I might actually see this in theaters. Uh, on the 23rd, the big one, Transformers. Transformers. The last night. Ooh, uh, go and fuck yourself. Is this? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Jesus Christ. I have isn't nothing this, to say about. Isn't this, this an Arthurian legend? Yes, too, it right? is. It's gonna have Churchill. It's gonna have King Arthur, and those words coming out of my mouth this, really depress me. The trailer <laughs> that's out. The trailer that I saw this morning looks like Logan, almost it, with robots. Oh, really? Uh, because Mark Wahlberg is the uh, apparently the seasoned vet of Transformers now, uh, because he was in the one movie. Yeah. Uh, and they have this little girl in the in the trailer who's like who's all through the trailer saying, "They always said that I fight, fought like a girl and that I blah 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 like a girl." Of course, she's obviously a badass in mm-hmm. this movie somehow, but it's Mark Wahlberg taking this girl under his wing and blah blah. It's just like Logan. Wow. Although, you know, I'm sure that they filmed these without knowing one one or the other. But, but it's the trailer, a Transformers man. movie that's going to have King Arthur and Winston Churchill in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that, that Key and Peele sketch where they do the, they do the, the pitch for Kremlins 2? Have you ever seen that? I think so. I just don't remember it very well. Uh, oh, it's a fucking hilarious skit. Because they had there everybody's in the in the meeting and they have they bring in this one guy to come in and like he's like just say whatever comes to the top at the top of your head and everything and everybody starts saying stuff that's actually in gremlins too <laughs> and it's like the most insane shit ever and like by the time that guy leaves it's like none of that's gonna go in the movie and then like <laughs> a, the, there's a text afterwards that says all of that was in the movie <laughs> it's kind of like what, tra- what transformers are like you know like there's gonna be king arthur and winston churchill yep. Yep. i mean they 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 green lighted that yeah I'm, I'm out i'm out hard there's another shark story coming out that same week 47 meters down what the fuck is it about? It's about two chicks who go down in a cage and the shark comes in. I think they're, they're, something snaps. It's like open water almost. Something snaps on the cage where it keeps them in the water. Mm. And right. now a shark comes around and this is another fucking shark movie, man. Yeah, I'm out. No. Um, so that's a, what a horrible I'm week. passing on almost the whole summer so far. <laughs> uh, June 30th. I know that, I know that this isn't going to stay the way it is, but Amityville, the awakening comes out, which, <laughs> okay. Uh, full disclosure to all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead, We've Joel. written scripts for the original, the other two Amity of Amityville horrors, the first, the original and the Ryan Reynolds one. We've had those fuckers 
for almost a year. For like <laughs> more than a year now, just sitting on the shelf waiting for this bullshit to come out. They keep <laughs> open it. And I and there was a moment there I was like, well, maybe we'll do it with The Conjuring 2 comes out because it is the same family yeah. and all that bullshit. But then I was like, no, no, though. This Amityville is definitely coming out at some point. It has been moved back a million fucking times. And the problem is they come out, they, they say, all right, we're going to do this on June 30th. There's another horror movie coming out that weekend, so one of those is going to flinch, and guess what? It's probably going to be Amityville The Awakening. Um, but there's uh, another one called Wish Upon that's coming out that's uh, about, uh, it's almost fucking... Uh, demonic stars? It's almost like, no, it's, I don't know if it's... Like you wish upon a star and then <laughs> oh, it comes no, down. Oh, no, I know kills. what you're talking about. It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a um it's like a revenge fantasy. It's isn't almost it? like monkey's paw type stuff where mm. like they wish for stuff and they're getting things but there's some negative aspects to ah. it. And of course, she has to be careful what she wishes for because people actually start dying and shit and everything. Good thing I don't have such a thing when I'm driving around Nashville. <laughs> Jesus um, no joke. Uh, but uh, those two horror movies, the big one though on the 30th is Despicable Me 3. Yeah. And more minions. Very oddly, Trey Parker is a voice in this. One. Mm-hmm. I w- I would have bet money Trey Parker would never do a voice for a movie like this. No, Me. and especially what this character looks like. He's just yeah. a freaking caricature of eighties. Can I take yeah. a wild stab and suggest that maybe he has, in the last few years, had a family and now he wants to be a? I can almost guarantee can. that's what it is. Um, I don't know for a fact, but. It's so odd seeing his name yeah. written on a Despicable Me uh, movie. This one is more about Gru, the Steve Carell character, uh, seeing his brother Drew. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, you know, they, and, and Drew wants to get him back into the life of crime and everything. So madcap, uh, you know, mayhem ensues. It looks awful. I don't like the other Despicable Me's. Mm, so. Yeah, it's no, it's no call for this. Illumination. Uh, yeah, but the one movie I am excited about on June 30th is The House. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. <laughs> okay, the premise of this movie is ridiculous, <laughs> and that's why I'm instantly on board. <laughs> they need to get their daughter, uh, they need to get money for their daughter to go through college. They don't have it. And they go to the, I guess they go to a loan officer and they're like, you don't have enough money to send your daughter to college. And uh, so like they open a casino mm-hmm. in their house <laughs> and then all the, all the stuff that the crazy stuff that happens in casinos is in their basement and everything. But like, it's just, it looks like Will Ferrell sort of back to form yeah. and that stuff that we liked about Will Ferrell all through this trailer. Huh? Um, that Jason Manzukas in this yeah. is always a welcome comic site. Basically, he's just funny as fuck, man. <laughs> this and, movie was completely off my radar. Um, well, and it was off of mine too until I just went through Box Office Mojo's schedule and I was like, "What the fuck is the house?" And I, there's a, just happens to be a trailer for it, awesome. and it is funny. Awesome, yeah, it's I'll funny. Check it out. I am looking yeah. forward to the house. I will watch it now. Last year, I was excited about like three or four movies, and all of them turned out to be shit. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't want to get too excited about this, but, you know, this looks funny, so I'm, I'm all about all it. All right. Um, I guess it's a Wednesday opening. Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of this? I'm on the fence, man, because right? if, you, if you didn't tell me that was Edgar Wright, and I can certainly see some of his directing in there, but I've, if I just take the trailer... 
at face value, I'm kind of a little cringy. Thought the exact same thing. Man. But because it's Edgar Wright, I'm in. I'll yep. go see it. I, yep. I'm the same about this. I'm going to watch this because yeah. it's Edgar Wright. It doesn't matter what was in the trailer. Some parts of this trailer, though, make me wonder if they were toning down Edgar Wright's stuff that he usually does like as far as what goes in the trailer they wanted to make this look like some exciting fast and the furious movie mm-hmm. when in reality it's probably a little bit different from what we've seen yeah what we're, what we're seeing in the trailer because there are some like just like half a second chops in this trailer that i'm like oh oh i want to see the full yep. version of that you know because that looks like more like edgar wright type stuff yeah. if it turns out to be like the trailer where it's you know bunch of cars just you know doing stunts and stuff then yeah you know that's not gonna be a good movie probably you know i'm gonna choose to hope for the best because this is what he made after the whole ant-man fiasco Mm -hmm. and i would have to believe there's could go either way after that ant-man fiasco creative mind might just be down in the dregs and not able to get themselves there but i feel like he was extra motivated with whatever that next movie was going to be uh, that trailer's not doing it any justice, though. No, and it's weird when he when he does. This is m- like more of an American type of movie. Yeah. Um. Even though like people like Lily James are in it and stuff like that, but there's there are a lot of American actors mm-hmm. in this one. Same thing happened with Scott Pilgrim versus the World a little bit because it, it seemed like a different kind of movie for him. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and when you watch it, it's like, oh, okay, this is this is like what he normally does but on steroids yeah. so we'll see what happens with baby driver i am also very on the fence about it but going to watch it because of him yep. so. uh our july 4th weekend spider-man homecoming mm-hmm. comes out july 7th well i guess i got a feeling we're gonna see this just for mini pod purposes but i've already seen it yeah Mm. And I'm very disappointed. Oh, about you mean it. you got a you got a secret uh, viewing of it, or you watched the trailer? I watched the trailer, <laughs> oh. which gave me every goddamn motherfucking beat that movie has to offer. Mm. And I, I still haven't just, seen this trailer because of your. Advice. I would not watch it, man, because you probably have more optimism for this movie than I do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like we're gonna get way too much Tony Stark and Iron Man for it to feel i think it's gonna sadly feel more like an mcu film than a spider-man film and i don't know that i want that um one of the things i've read that excites me uh, is the director has talked about you know spider-man's not just instantly if over his fear of heights like you're not going to see him on the top of 50 story buildings here like he has to sort of learn what he can and can't do so a lot of his web slinging will be closer to the ground i like the idea of uh taking more time to look at that right mm-hmm. because the first spider-man with toby mcguire gives us like two scenes and yeah. then boom he's basically spider-man yep mm-hmm. um and i love tom holland and everything i've seen or heard him in so far i have a lot of optimism about him um but yet again we have another villain who's angry at tony stark mm-hmm. just like yeah. ultron yeah just <laughs> like scarlet witch right i mean <sighs> i just don't know if i, I i'm getting a bad feeling mm-hmm and I don't, I don't want to. Michael Keaton's villain just looks so generic. I'm sure does. it's, it's going to be some sort. Of course, it's a bird. Yeah. And what is he, the vulture or the something vulture. like that? Yeah. Um. I mean, just swap him out for Mickey Rourke is Whiplash or whatever. You know, it's just give us something that we can grab onto. And it's not throwing Iron Man in there a bunch either. You know, I mean, and, and it certainly 
he does play a significant role from what the, the trailer indicates. Oh, yeah. He's going to be all up in that movie. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, don't watch that trailer. It's funny. I, yeah. I feel like the the I feel like I'm like back in time. Like I got frozen in time with this because I didn't watch the new trailer. I've watched <laughs> only the teaser trailer where yeah. I'm like, Spider-Man's going to be great, guys. <laughs> and you guys have watched like the We've other... seen too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no. It's not great, man. It's not great at all. <laughs> I, have, I have a bad feeling. I think, I mean... Okay, there is going to be a movie that Marvel, uh, that's part of the MCU, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. It's mathematics. Mm -hmm. Even Pixar has started to make terrible movies. Yeah. I think it might be this one. Oh, man. And I, I, don't, hope, I hope not. I don't want that. Yeah. And there are even if it is terrible, they'll make a sequel and they'll keep rolling him into the MCU and they'll just try and make a better one next time because that's how they do, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the Marvel influence has done for Spidey what we thought. I think no. they might have just brought a bunch of Marvel over for MCU Marvel. Mm -hmm. Then I got that Blue Jay building in the background of my Spider-Man poster. <laughs> Fuck you, Tony Stark. <laughs> All right, well, let's, what's next? Uh, the next week is War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah! <laughs> Maybe my most anticipated movie of the summer. Let's get it on. <laughs> now, if this comes out and flops or is terrible... Then we have to panic a little bit because this man is mm -hmm. doing the next Batman film. Uh, but the last one was great. Yep. This one, um, all those fucking snowy shots in that trailer. There was a trailer in this past week that came out. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but a shot of fucking Caesar on a horse with snow all over his fur and falling behind him. The promise of much more battle and war. Mm -hmm. Um, the hope I have that the Woody Harrelson line from the trailer is not in the actual yeah, movie. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and you know, this franchise has surprised me twice, and I am hopeful it does it again and hits it out of the park. I'm yeah, really excited. I am too. The The new one that I saw uh, was better than the one that we've been seeing in yeah. theaters for a really long time. Uh, I'm I'm completely on board with this movie now. Like, Just a lot of the shots in there look really cool. Um, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? That we want, we're going to be watching this movie rooting for the monkeys and the yeah. apes, basically. Yeah. Although if this, if this goes to its logical conclusion, this series we will eventually be at a place where we're rooting for the humans and against the apes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause we're going to eventually get back around to yeah. Heston's story. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, they've made the apes the, the heroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, it was sort of an interesting thing watching this trailer and I was just sort of going, I was going, Oh, we're. We're, we're identifying more with the apes in this than we are with the uh, actual people. What but. I kind of like about Dawn is that it gives us um, still humans that are good, mm -hmm. right? Like that whole bond between Jason Clark and Caesar carries that whole movie. But you also have Gary Oldman, who mm -hmm. would probably rather be warmongering and just killing the apes and not respecting them. And it feels like we got kind of a a snapshot in time of humanity's evilness. And now we're going to get the next shot with Woody Harrelson, probably just being an all out madman. Yeah. It sounds like it. And, uh, you know, Andy circus is God. I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is probably my number one movie to look for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this one as well. Uh, the following week, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. comes. Oh, out. I forgot about Dunkirk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this movie looks tense as shit. Yes, it yeah. does. The, uh, the trailers already give me anxiety. I know like, it's just, and it's almost too much. He said in an interview that there's not there's not a lot of blood like they very specifically went about trying to give you the experience of war mm. from not the blood and gore and guts and the but more from like that that first teaser when they're all in the boat and they uh -huh. hear that plane and they yeah. start ducking down. God, I 
I have a good feeling. I oh, love me some Nolan. And then the new one where you hear it's coming back. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, geez. <laughs> yeah it's going to be an intense movie. I'm interested to see how big of a hit this might be. Oh, I got a mm-hmm. prediction there. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. Would you like to know why? Harry yep. Styles is in it. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Do you know how many preteen <laughs> girls are going to go watch this movie mm-hmm. just for that? Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. It is a lot. And it looks like. I'm, I, I get the sense there's not a ton of dialogue. It's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of like facial expressions and, and, and actual activity and whatnot. I mean, maybe he'll be a great actor. I don't know. But when he was cast and then when the trailer came out and I was reminded that he was in the movie, I was like, well, that just feels really weird. But those yeah. girls are going to eat that shit up. Oh, yeah. They're oh, going to yeah. go even with, the, I mean, in big packs. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's go see. Yeah. It's a bunch of 14-year-old girls going to see Dunkirk. I'm telling you, I think it's going to make money. I don't know if it's been rated yet because I saw just a, a snippet recently today, I think. That Nolan's still pushing for the PG-13 rating, hmm. but I think they're teetering on the R. Interesting. And maybe it's because of that, like, he, he's really campaigning because there's not a lot of blood in it and everything. Right. But, oh, man, this is this is going to be a crazy, crazy fucking movie. I get, it's almost, I feel the same way watching this, like, I have to get prepared with it like I did The Revenant, mm-hmm. where, yeah. like, The Revenant, I know it's just going to be super fucking intense all the yeah. way through. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this. The, July might actually, you know, break the bank going to watch. Yeah, movies. seriously. Uh, the that same uh, Friday, another uh, girls going out party <laughs> movie. Girls trip also comes out. That's Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, I was mildly amused at the trailer <laughs> when I first saw it. I'm sure that if I watched it now, I'm like, no, of course not. I'm not going to watch that. But you know what? It got some laughs when I saw. When I think I saw it in front of Get Out. Mm. Uh, there were there were some laughs in there. So who knows? It might be. I I don't know. It looks kind of. I don't know. It could be good. Hey, yeah. I laughed once at the Brothers Grimsby trailer. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> mm, mm, that's true. Um, but that's a, that's a, that's another theme. The theme of the summer. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, the girls' night out, baby. Girls' night out. Uh, also coming out on the twenty first. Uh, movie that I'm. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, no. Stay away. <laughs> I'm Luke so, It's going to be so bad. It looks horrible, right? Well, and see, here's the thing. Everybody, again, I'm mostly basing, when I say everybody, I'm talking about the R movie subreddit, uh, but everybody there seems hyped for this because they have this love of Fifth Element. Now, uh-huh. First of all, I love Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Not as good as you think it is, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's not groundbreaking Earth. It's fun. It's quirky mm-hmm. and fun, but at at its best, that that's what we're going to get with Valeria. It looks like Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. It looks like yeah. the, everything bad about bad sci-fi, and I want to believe the best, but listen, Fifth Element was ages ago. Yeah. Well, that guy made Lucy he did. more recently than he made the Fifth Element. Yeah. This movie, yeah, not all, I mean, it obviously gives you the Fifth Element vibes and everything, but both movies have this in common. They both look cool and really stupid at the same time it's yeah, a good way to put it <laughs> like how does that happen fifth element's got all these great images of like the futuristic new, new york city or uh-huh. whatever like all the flying cars yeah. and all that but then like he just surrounds it with ridiculousness and chris tucker yeah and like there's just so much just you know, and it's going to be like this in this one. I, I've seen the most recent trailer where, you know, they're just, it, I just, everything about it is like, oh, that looks cool, but man, you're uh, so much stupidity. <laughs> How do you settle on these two as your leads for this? Oh, yeah. I know. It's weird. Cara, Del- Cara, Del- Cara Delavine has been in like, what, two movies? 
He's, she's been a little more than that, I think. And but Dean like, DeHaan has been in what? Like a handful. Uh, yeah, Dean DeHaan. He's, I, he's, I liked him in Chronicle, but nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is like, even like Amazing Spider-Man. He's and a little like over the top. That and, um, yeah, there's a few others. Like uh, He was in The Cure for Wellness earlier this year. I'm expecting a big flaming turd from this movie. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luc Besson, you had talent. Yeah. Where did it go? yeah and he's been wanting to make this movie for 20 years that's the only thing that gives you any hope is that this was his favorite uh serial to read as a kid Mm. so maybe there's some extra love it looks it looks it just doesn't look it looks pretty bad look good okay so the following week we have atomic blonde or as a lot of people have mentioned it looks like john wick or i guess you could call it jane wick if you wanted to it really does um it does it does look like it has way more humor in it though than john wick yeah john wick is a dour movie Mm -hmm. yeah but as far as the action we're seeing on screen and potentially even the story it feels very john wickian yeah it does and i'm not opposed to this like you said I didn't realize when you said this how right you were, but this that really is the theme of summer is like badass women yeah. and women taking the, the center mm. stage. Yep. Um, I'm down for this movie. I, I'll, I'll go see it. You really have to do what I do where I go through Box Office Mojo and find the trailer and watch all these trailers like all in a row. And then suddenly like things just start coming, <laughs> yeah. cle- becoming clear. You're like, this is the summer of badass bitches. Well, even <laughs> Charlize in... Uh, fate of the furious mm-hmm. like the villain in the fast and furious movie this time is a badass woman mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's everywhere. um she's the only one that can tame vin diesel yeah i don't give a shit what's going on there <laughs> family yeah you know they and they do the they do the song killer queen in the trailer mm-hmm. i wish they had done suicide blonde oh, oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah although you can't go wrong killer queen no <laughs> you can't awesome. you can't um also coming out on the 28th the emoji movie mm-hmm is there a trailer for this? There is one teaser, and it's got Stephen Wright as the meh uh, emoji, huh. uh, talking about Patrick how, Stewart talking about how excited you should be for this movie. <laughs> uh, Stephen Wright is always a welcome oh, yeah. voice. Oh, yeah. uh, so that gave me a little bit of like hope for this. K. Billy's and Super then, Sounds yeah. of the Seventies, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's a part where he's talking, and then like um, uh, he's he's about to say something, and then. He's like, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a flaming pile of, and then uh, the poop emoji is like, no, nope, don't finish that sentence. Don't yeah. finish, you know. Um, so with the voice talent they've got involved with this movie, I'm not gonna watch it in theaters. Mm. Uh, but uh, but maybe it'll be a little bit better. Let than me when- remind you of all that sin we had today in the Angry Birds video of That's all true. the amazing talent, <laughs> voice talent <laughs> in that true. movie. <laughs> That does not mean anything. That's nope. true, but at least this looks a little bit funnier than the Angry Birds movie. That's because Angry Birds is like 0% funny. Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God. And 100% fuck you. I want right. to punch that movie. Yeah, I was really angry. Mm-hmm. That movie is anger-inducing. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Um, Al Gore uh, returns to the scene and an in, in, inconvenient sequel. Mm. Yeah, no matter what your leanings are on this... This is a powerful trailer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it may just be propaganda. And uh, if if it's not, it's a terrifying trailer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if it's somewhere in between, which is usually the uh, the the truth, um, it's still very powerful. This is what I like to tell my wife about like climate change and Earth. I'm like, we don't have any kids. <laughs> we'll be dead before anything happens. But the Earth is pretty much doomed. 
Mm-hmm. We're pretty much screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, and if we save the Earth, then we're going to get hit by an asteroid anyway. Or or an yeah, alien right. or something. Yeah, something's going to happen. We're going to turn into Earth from after Earth with Ursas that have evolved <laughs> yes, to kill humans. Despite no planet. humans being on the planet anymore. Right. Yeah. I do have progeny, so this is extra terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll probably watch this. I like I, I like the, the case made by an inconvenient yep. truth. And now that everything, there's been so many years since that last one came out, I'll, I'll be interested to a see lot of science. what he has to say in this. Um, uh, what do we think of untitled Disney fairy tale live action coming oh, out man. on the 28th? That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you that see that trailer? <laughs> there's apparently an untitled <laughs> Disney fairy tale live action coming out on July 28th. They haven't made it yet. They, they just, shot they it. just know that they're going to come out come out with one on the 28th. Well, it's live action, so they don't have to they don't have to draw it'll it. It'll be yeah. it'll be what? It'll be the Lion King or it'll be uh mm-hmm. what is it? Uh it'll be the rescuers down under. <laughs> something like that. Mm. Uh, it'll be a fairy tale, so it'll be something something maleficent too or something. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But uh, I thought heart. I should bring that up since Box Office Mojo shows it on their on their schedule. <laughs> Untitled Disney fairy tale <laughs> live action. Um, August fourth, the Dark Tower comes out. Yeah, man, I I'm a little bit excited for this. Yeah, there's not really anything that's been you put the out there. Oh yeah, I read every book. Everybody I know who's read those books is just obsessed. Mm-hmm. I never read the books. Couldn't give a rat's ass. Oh really? Like there's nothing I've read or seen or I I, I mean if you say it's badass, I'll go check it out. But I'm not interested in what they're showing me. I don't really know. Okay, so they're going to do the movie and then follow it up with like a miniseries or a TV show afterwards, right? Is that still the plan? That's a terrible strategy. Well, I don't know if it is because this is a serial, a very serial series um, of books where it can't be told in one story. Matter of fact, it's kind of weird that they're calling this The Dark Tower when the first book was called The Gunslinger Mm -hmm. and it was a very... Logan-esque story where, well, actually, not really, because he's chasing after this dude. He's chasing after the man in black who's being played by Matthew McConaughey. And it's a great, you know, he's he's going through all of these these problems, these travails through this epic desert to get to this, this one guy. And it's a really compelling story. So if they can tell that kind of story, I'm fucking in, baby. Yeah, yeah. I've read uh, two of these books, I think. I've read The Gunslinger, and I've read The Drawing of the Three. Mm-hmm. And is there is that is Drawing of the Three the second mm-hmm. one? Yeah, I think I've read those two. Yeah. I haven't gone past that. Um, uh, but I did enjoy The Gunslinger a yeah. lot. I think that's a really uh, interesting book that, of course, it has... It has a little bit of elements of Lord of the Rings in it or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's got sort of a s- same type of rabid fan base that Lord of the Rings does. It's not nearly as long mm-hmm. a time, although it's close. I mean, this is the 70s. When yeah, he started, started in like 72-ish or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. So it's it's fairly close. Um, but uh, Idris Elba, man, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it because of Idris Elba. And uh, I hope they, I hope, I guess they're hoping that if it hits, they'll make more movies. Mm-hmm. But they had the miniseries planned. If it doesn't hit, um, if that would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm 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 interested in this. This will sort of be the last. Uh, usually, the first week of August is the last salvo of the summer, mm. essentially. Uh, and uh, that that uh, particular week has held some some pretty big movies like Six Sense and The Fugitive. And uh, but usually that first week of August is that last last chance to make summer dollars mm-hmm. and that's a that's a pretty good um it's a pretty good uh, time slot for it 
Um, then the 11th, Annabelle 2 comes out. Maybe. Um, maybe. Annabelle Harder. Maybe. Maybe. Unless, like a, unless Amityville Horror, <laughs> The Awakening, come, is going to be moved well, to that. There's a multi-million dollar lawsuit against the studio. Oh, really? Over both Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movie because this guy wrote a book about the real couple. Right, right. In the 70s and claims that he has exclusive rights to any stories having to do with their demon hunting adventures. Hmm. So it's like a, I want to say it's like, it's some huge number, like a hundred million or something that he's suing the studio for. And one of the attempts is to stop them from making more. Interesting. So it's the guy, it's the guy who wrote the original Amityville Horror, right? right? I think it's I think so. something like Anson something. I can't remember what it was. Um, but, um, yeah, that would be that would be weird if they uh, there's gonna they'll find a way they'll they'll give him some hush money probably. Mm, how would you like a producer credit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll find a way to do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't see the first Annabelle. Heard it's terrible. Yeah, um, I don't care. Uh, the next one, I, I, the next week, I guess this is a Hitman franchise thing. The Hitman's bodyguard. No, that's. Something. Hitman's Bodyguard, I saw the poster when I was researching for this, and it, all I saw was Ryan Reynolds. So Yeah, Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Sam Hayek, and Gary Oldman are all in this. Mm. I have not seen any trailers for this. Mm-mm. Has a title that makes it sound like it could be an action comedy? It yeah. is. That's what, that's what Box Office Mojo yeah, says. I'd be, in, I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first Nut Job was such a huge hit, the Nut Job 2, Nutty by Nature, comes out on Zing! I don't even remember. I, what was Nut Job? This is completely off my radar. Yeah, uh, it was off everybody's radar, and I don't know why they're making a second okay. one. <laughs> All right, good enough. Um, and then on the, yeah, the 25th, there's nothing I recognize right now. I think we're pretty much at the end of this. Uh, I know that... Technically, still the summer. It comes out on September eighth. Have you seen that's that? Exciting. I've seen yeah. that trailer. Uh, I don't even like horror, and I want to <laughs> see. And maybe it's because we talked to the guy that helped design the creature yeah. or something. I don't know, but I am ready for this. This looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does, and terrifying. Yeah, it does. And uh, uh, you know, we got to talk to the guy who created the uh, you know the clown. That's right, uh, Aaron Sims, Aaron baby. Sims, man, we got to talk to him. And uh, I was so happy. Like I think it was, I think it was the week of us talking to him. Mm-hmm. Like that first image came. Oh out. Yeah, 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 Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then now the trailer, and everybody's really like soaking it up, man. Yeah. Dude, that trailer broke the record for most views online. That's insane. Of anything, I didn't think that it was that huge of a deal. I, I, didn't I remember when it. I remember when that like miniseries mm-hmm. came out. I watched that when I was like thirteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I didn't think that it had built this huge following over yeah. the years and everything. Another Stephen King property. Yeah. Um, Lots of King today. But that'll right. be that'll be interesting. September 8th is not a good time for movies. September in general is not a good time for movies. Everybody's in school. Uh, and usually they put the worst of the worst, kind of like January mm-hmm. and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how this movie does on a September 8th release date yeah it's curious um there's also some really weird like this is after the summers we're sort of getting but it's september 29th you get the flatliners remake and you get uh, apparently kingsman the golden circle comes out Hmm. that is not a good release date for the kingsman unless they're sort of considering it october by that point but uh that doesn't show much faith in that movie no whatsoever that's weird um, maybe it's maybe it's terrible and well it could it could end up just getting another release date i mean we are talking far yeah, into the future is, it's gonna um, be a minute so i mean Did the it, first one make a lot of money 
Uh, the first one did decent. Mm. It wasn't like a huge, huge hit, but it was it was decent. Mm. Um, and I'll I'll also mention on the twenty second, Ninjago comes out. That's oh the, yeah, uh, the new, the other Lego movie. Yeah, that's, that's I'm, I'm excited about that. It one. looks interesting. That trailer was hilarious. Yeah. my kid loves that series, man. So, oh really? Mm. Is it a TV show? It's a TV show, and it's the Lego version of. In fact, it, it's a Lego building set, and then they made it into a TV show and kids eat it up all right groovy all right so uh that'll do it for the summer preview summer preview that's right we got uh, we got through some stuff uh yeah ultimately a lot of like uh super unoriginal shit and sequels and and <laughs> yeah. garbage and then and then girls going crazy and it could be like 2016 summer there's like again. three movies i really <laughs> want to see there's like three movies i really want to see yeah I know. like maybe war for the planet of the apes dunkirk yeah but that's it for me pretty yeah. much yeah yeah Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> okay, let's do some questions. questions. Let's do it. Question. Question. I got something to say. I want the truth. I am listening. Okay, first question. I know there are a lot of great iconic lines, like you had me at hello, but what are some less appreciated ones? Now, listen, this is in our fucking wheelhouse, baby. Mm -hmm. We speak in movie quotes a mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. So you've come to the right place. I even have mm -hmm. a shirt that says I speak fluent movie quotes. <laughs> Why don't you start? Um, I'm going old school on you. Um, well, I want to talk about two lines in White Christmas. Now, I think most people who love movies could watch White Christmas and, and have a good time. Mm -hmm. um, it's extra special to my family. My mom and her sister grew up watching it every year. Then they passed it on to us when we were kids and now my brothers and his kids watch it every year my wife and i watch it every year love this movie we could quote it back and forth that's in fact that's what we do we get together and we sit down and we say the lines before they show up on film mm -hmm. very very unappreciated for it's it's funny Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of it. And there's a, a scene early on where you've got Wallace and Davis characters. It's Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby, and they've been together as partners, musical partners, for a long, long time. They have this great relationship. And they're in their dressing room doing this great bit where they keep taking off part of their clothing and throwing it to the other guy. Like one guy's responsible for putting all four shoes away. The other guy's responsible for hanging both sets of pants. And so they're continually disrobing and tossing stuff at each other in this kind of physical comedy bit almost. Anyway, Danny Kaye's trying to get Bing Crosby to go out with this girl. Um, and Bing Crosby doesn't want to. And, and ultimately, Danny Kaye says, when what's left of you gets around to what's left to be gotten, what's left to be gotten won't be worth getting whatever it is you've got left. <laughs> and it's just the most nonsensical bullshit. And Bing Crosby pauses and says, well, when I figure out what that meant, I'll come up with a crushing reply. <laughs> and there's another great bit between them when they decide to bring their whole show to the lodge that their old general is the owner of and it's not doing any business because there's no snow. So they're going to bring their whole rehearsal show up and do a show there and bring in the masses and help out the general. And Bing Crosby's on the phone to their producer basically telling him all this. And Danny Kaye's you know, standing there next to him. And <laughs> Bing Crosby's like, how much is this going to cost? And he goes, wow. And then he goes, okay, thanks, and hangs up. And Danny Kaye's like, how much is wow? And Bing ignores him and says something else. He's like, how much is wow? And then he eventually grabs him by the collar. How much is wow? And Bing Crosby goes, somewhere between ouch and boiling. Yeah. <laughs> and Danny Kaye goes, wow. Anyway, I fucking love that movie. And uh, nobody ever quotes it but my uh, immediate family. Nice. So it got some funny shit. Wow. <laughs> All right. So I've mentioned one of these before, but. I always feel like it's an underappreciated line because it's just so, I don't know. I don't know if it, it's not trying, it's not searching for your, it's not, um, 
it's not hoping for your praise in any way, just the way it's said. But in role models, there's a scene where Sean William Scott has a night of druggery and stuff, and he ends up naked on, in the dirt, and everybody wakes up and they're in like this like campground type of thing. Like all these people have come out, like it's a Big Brother type of retreat or whatever, and he's like had sex with this girl and had all these drugs and everything. So everybody wakes up and he's just lying face first in the dirt, naked. And David Wayne, who's the director of the movie, he's like, that's just a classic case of guy on the ground. (laughs) 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 It makes me laugh all the time. I used to go, I used to walk into the theater when that came, when that scene came on. And, like, nobody would laugh at it. And I'm like, fuck you! You guys need to laugh at this shit. This is funny as fuck. Um, I also have another... Swimming with Sharks has a lot of great lines in Mm -hmm. it. But my favorite part of it is when they're trying to come up with this director to make this movie called Real Life or whatever it is. uh, uh, Spacey is talking to Frank Whaley and there's a point where he's like, you want to talk big director? Directors? Think Attenborough. Think Spielberg. Think Lean. And uh, he's like, Lean's dead. And he's like, don't you say that. (laughs) Don't ever say that. He's just unavailable. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I love, I love those lines. Oh, I love that character. So the one that I that came to mind is is special to me because I used to listen to this soundtrack on CD all the time. It's from Reservoir Dogs, and it was uh, Reservoir Dogs. We had just quoted it earlier, where it's Stephen Wright going, "Hey, Billy, yeah, yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. of the '70s," and introduces Uka Chaka Uka before it was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Blue Swedes hooked on a feeling, uh, but there's a there's a great scene where they're still like in developing the plan and everything, and Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth are sitting there and Tim Roth is getting kind of the, the lay of the land from Harvey Keitel. And he's like, all right, so when you, here's what's going to happen. You go in and you get everybody on the ground. If you get a manager that gives you static, take the buddy a gun and hit him in the, the face with it. Blood spurts out everywhere. Nobody says fucking shit after that. And he's like, if you get a real cowboy, cut his pinky off and then tell him his thumb is next. And then he'll tell you if he wears ladies' underwear. All of that is terrific dialogue. But after he does that, he just pauses. He's like, I'm hungry. Let's get a taco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, nobody ever quotes that except you. And I, I do love that line. They, they quote so much of that, Mr. Pink. Why do I have to be Mr. Brown and Mr. Pink? All that shit. But nobody ever quotes that line. Oh, it's yeah. so great. Fucking Harvey Keitel. It's a tough guy. Voice. Yeah. All that's uh, sort of like got Tarantino where he was, where it was like gangsters not talking about just gangster shit. Yeah. They're talking about stuff everybody talks about. <laughs> yeah, debating whether or not to tip and right. how much to tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, which movies are more fun to watch a second time? Movies that have a twist that may have a twist at the end that makes you want to watch it again. I have a different take on that. Okay. Uh, not a movie with a twist, but one that I wanted to almost immediately dive back into if it weren't so exhausting. It's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. First time I saw this, as probably a lot of people did, you just I just couldn't grasp it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much fucking going on. There's I still just, can't grasp the last 20 minutes. Well, and and even the first, what is it, 18 minutes yeah, with, the, yeah. with the apes. It's fucking weird. Yep. And it really, I mean, almost that first scene or that first section with the apes and everything almost drags, but it doesn't when you watch it in context. Um, but, I mean, you go from that into like a space drama, into a horror movie, 
into this, you know, meditation on life and its purpose and cyclical nature of the universe and things like that. And my mind just couldn't couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. And so the next time I watch it, you just wide eyed. You're like another Kubrick thing, like the Clockwork Orange yeah. guys with your eyes wide open. And man, like I I still do that every time I pop it in. It's not something that you have in the background. It's something that you really want to pick apart and be like, why is this here? Because you know everything is there for a reason. Why is this here? What does this say about this? What does it say about the rest of the movie? And I love doing that. So it's it's better to me, much better on the second viewing, even better on the consecutive viewing. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. Yeah, good one. Um, I'm going to give a really obvious one, the usual suspects on yeah. this one. Um, mainly for watching Kevin Spacey's performance because <laughs> you, I, I'm pretty sure everybody who watches that movie immediately cancels him out as being Kaiser Soze. Yep. So like a lot of his little nuances and everything, you don't really notice the first time. You just kind of like, you know, he's just telling the story. You don't think there's any way he's lying about it. You just figure, you just take it as it is. You think that everything is, you know, this is a truth. But when you see it again, you start seeing the, you know, the part where Chas Palminteri is like, like saying what he believes and everything. And you see this little smile mm-hmm. get on his face. It's chilling. Yeah. Like how that little smile he makes because Chas Palminteri is saying a whole bunch of stuff that's wrong, yeah. completely wrong. And, um, and so, yeah, just seeing his performance after, you know, is really awesome. I love the character names in this. Verbal Kent. Yeah, yeah. Dean That's Keaton. so close to nasty. Yeah. Well, well he's apparently, the way, apparently that's what the almost literal translation of Kaiser Sose is from Turkish. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, man, Kobayashi, Kaiser Sose, like just everything is like alliterative, not alliterative, but just. I don't know. It's just cool. I love well, it. even yeah. all the side characters have cool names, mm-hmm. like the the rest of the crew. What's yeah, the... McManus, yeah, and Finster, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finster, yeah, Dean Keaton, Dean oh, Keaton. Um, yeah. If I'm gonna go with something like specific to the question, like that has a twist that makes me, yeah, I'll just answer the classic sixth sense there because mm-hmm. uh, once I knew the ending, I wanted to go back and watch and see where he might have made mistakes, and of course he really didn't. Uh, but the real answer I want to give to this question that that once I saw it the first time I wanted to watch it again uh, was the Lego movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, because there's so much going on in this movie from sight gags to lines of dialogue. There are lines of dialogue in the background that are you got You don't even see it till the third time you've seen this movie. This is jam packed. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe outdone by ba- Lego Batman. The <laughs> the this year in terms of jam packing too much in there but uh the lego movie is just full to the brim with fun goofy wacky crazy shit um and i knew i had missed a lot of it so i wanted to get back there nice Mm -hmm. one yeah absolutely if you were in the star wars and or star trek universe what would you want your vocation to be uh props for using the word vocation instead of job Mm -hmm. yeah and what era of that universe would you choose to live in hmm I thought about this a lot. Yes, um, I'm a Star Trek Next Generation nerd, and I want to I want to be in that era of Trek, and I want to be on that ship, and I want to be the second officer, because when shit goes bad, Riker or Picard are still to blame. Yeah, but I have enough authority I can boss people around. Nice, right? And I would like to specialize in transporter uh, sciences. Because mm. it always bothered the shit out of me that Captain or Lieutenant O'Brien, Chief O'Brien, was the only guy that apparently had any kind of specialty in the transporters. 
Hmm. Like, I feel like I could carve out a niche where it'd be invaluable um, on away missions, you know, filling in for Chief O'Brien. It feels like he's the only one right now that knows how to work those transporters. Mm. So I would, I would focus on that. Nice. Anyway, there you go. Um, in, in either one of these, I want to be on a scout team. Oh, on, yeah. I want to be the person who go, is responsible for going down to a place before the rest of the crew or anybody gets there and says watch out for this, watch out for this, watch out for this. You guys are good at kicking ass. I'm not. I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, you just follow what I, and you know, I'll be very detail oriented yeah. and be able to figure out, all right, yeah, you definitely want to watch out for this and that and the other thing. And oh yeah, you know, you know this, I snuck into their lair and I found they had these blueprints to, you know, whatever. So obviously Rogue One is probably the mm -hmm. era of Star Wars that I'd want to be in. Now Star Trek they didn't have as much in the way of like scout teams. They would just send teams down to a planet. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, well, you, 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 Although, and oh, you. There's one that like, Next Generation had a whole episode where Riker was on a planet that had not been contacted by Federation yet. Hmm. And he was undercover observing their society because they were about to make first contact with this race. Uh, and then somebody discovers Riker's not of their race and a whole bunch of pandemonium ensues. But that could be a cool job, like going undercover mm -hmm. of an alien planet nice. and then reporting back to the Federation everything they need to know about that race. And yeah. How to, don't and mention I, their feet. They're really sensitive about their feet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I I mentioned also that Star Trek The Next Generation would be the era of Star Trek that I'd want to be in because I, as much as kirk is always like i think most trekkies like kirk better than picard um i have always been drawn more to picard because of the thoughtful way he looks at uh, stuff they they sort of made kirk underrated in the new movies as far as that's concerned yeah. he, he does have a little picard in him as far as mm -hmm. problem solving um but i would rather be in the next generation than the regular other star trek nice yeah, I thought about the Star Trek thing on the way over here because I made my Star Wars pick. But with Star Trek, just real quick, I'm more familiar with the movies than I am the show. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to be the bartender. Yeah. In, oh, nice. Uh, in the movies because that guy gets to see a lot of shit, man, yeah. on, mm -hmm. on the deck. He's just like, yeah, all right, come on over and uh, and we'll talk about things. He gets different species, different By the way, ranks. Do you think do you think the bartender gets hired just for his bartending on these ships, or does he have some other kind of uh, skills that would help out? Well, on Next Generation, the show, Guinan was almost a second ship's counselor in addition to being the bartender. Mm. Like she had a, a very vital role yeah. in advising Picard. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't even know why I have a bartender because somebody's got to serve the drinks. No. I can just walk up to my replicator and say T Earl Grey hot and it comes out. I don't need a goddamn bartender or That's waiter. That's true. You got a point. You're not wrong. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> well, if there is a bartender, I'm going to be that fucking person. You be that bartender. Mm -hmm. And if I'm in the Star Wars universe, I am going to run fucking Cloud City after Lando bounces yeah, to go help the rebellion. Nice. That'd nice. be Because awesome. it's not going to be the fucking guy with the with the, the headset on. No. That guy's a loser. He's a loser, right? Yeah, he's he, he can a total only Dwight take, He can only take orders. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Cloud City is a fucking casino luxury hotel hotspot. Mm -hmm. And after Lando bounces, it's wide open. Now, as canon goes, the Empire came and tried to take it over. In fact, did take it over for a while. Uh, you could you got two ways to go there. You could either welcome them and just kind of like keep the whole resort thing going, kind of like Casablanca type of thing. 
uh, or and just wait out until the end of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or you could you can mobilize everybody and fight, and you can fight from the comfort of a luxurious resort. Yeah, up yeah. in the clouds, up That's in the right. clouds. You truly belong with us in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hated that line. I always fucking hated that line. Yeah, it's not a. But great he's one. he's being smooth, man. Yeah, it's Billy D, baby. Yeah, man. You can't turn I, that off. I, I think we send the movie for Leia not jumping into bed. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, keep going to SoundCloud and giving us your thoughts. Yeah, keep it coming. Love talking to you. We're getting to the uh, the second and third rounds of the tournament, uh, the bracket challenge. So send us your picks. Yeah. Add uh, your box. That's right. Box. And, and your, your box. box of nature. That's right. <laughs> All natural box. <laughs> All natural box. Somehow keep making it worse. <laughs> we do. Um, anyway, that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Agnes and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Shear. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. All right, everybody. Pop up. Hang on, sorry. Hello, everybody. There it is, mumbling. Hi, everybody. Redo. Do over. Oh, so you went to Tampa Upstairs Medical College too? (laughs) Holy smokes! You need booze. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Inflammable beats flammable. (laughs) Hey, join the conversation. Tweet us your box. Do, do, do what you you're do. gonna have to get approval <laughs> yes, for this. Your, your box full of candy and snacks. <laughs> not any other box. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I gotta pee pretty bad, so hopefully it's not a long one. No, this is pretty short. Hey, everybody at home, I have to pee. Yep. All right. All right. Hey, so I was watching Ten Things I Hate About You last night. Mm-hmm. How young does Julia Stiles look in that movie? Well, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You think? Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think Julia Stiles has really aged that no, much. No, I think she's. I think she still looks great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I think she looks like she's in her thirties now. And in that movie, she looks sixteen. Yeah, because in the Bourne movies, she definitely looks like she's got you know some, some <laughs> seasoning. Yeah, some seasoning. It. You know what? It 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 makes it sound like it's something bad. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that. There's nothing bad. No, about it's that. good. Yeah, I do enjoy that Bogie Lowenstein party. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious! Oh, I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> okay, that must be like Eric with the caviar, with the brie, <laughs> the brie. <laughs> I actually really enjoy that movie. I think it's pretty fun. It's yes, it is. It's it. I don't know. No, the that dialogue, movie's great. Stop, it is. stop hemming and hawing. That it movie's is great. It is, but the dialogue's a little stilted. Plus, the reason I thought about it is the whole consent thing. Like, she goes up to the teacher to get him out of detention, mm-hmm. and she fucking flashes a teacher. She does. And he's just like. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got to figure, at least her character is probably... Well, no, she's 18, isn't she? Yep. Because they make a big deal in the movie about... She's 18. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's not... It's still terrible. Don't <laughs> flash your teacher's kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, to all the teachers out there in the world, I hope you don't have to deal with that. Who was it that played Bianca? Because oh, she was yeah. a Nickelodeon her, She's star. got a real strange name. It's like something like Bialynik or something like that. Wow, uh, you were going to be closer than any of us think. It's got Y. It's got a Y in it at the end, and it's like, um, yeah, what is? I don't even know. Larissa Olenek. Yeah, Olenek, yeah. like Kelly Olenek. She is almost the exact same age as Julia Stiles. She plays the younger sister 
but she's like the born in the same year as Julia. Stein. Yeah, both of them were born in 1981. She had a weird career though, because she was yeah. like a uh, <clears throat> like a Nickelodeon star, and then she didn't really do anything. She uh, also was on um, a Third Rock. Yeah, yeah, she guested. She was like his girlfriend. Yeah, I think maybe even in real life they dated. Yeah, it might have been. I know he's married now, but he's adorable in that movie. Yeah, everybody in that movie's pretty adorable. Yeah, mm-hmm. except the you know angry jock guy. Um, <laughs> the guy who's mo- the model oh, yeah. a, she's here's, all that guy. here's my underwear look yeah yeah, yeah. this yeah. is my swimsuit he's look like, he's like he's like he's like i wanted to do something that makes me feel uh more pensive i was thinking thoughtful <laughs> he shows her those two pictures and he's like which one looks better and it's exactly the same but one shirt is black and one shirt is white yeah. that's also got a pretty good blooper reel during the uh the credits i think i don't know if i the because uh, there's that. a part there's a part where it's interesting because you know all those dance scenes in movies usually don't have the music that accompany mm-hmm. it so it's just it's silent dancing around yeah. and something like that so like there's the scene where uh, where uh, Joe Gordon Levitt there's a, like a look into the camera and you know because he's all sad and everything uh-huh. and it's at the prom and everything. And like uh, you, could, you, you see it. There's no music or anything. It's just him, just like you, know, you hear kind of some people dancing around <laughs> in the back. The click, 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 click <laughs> of the sound. But then, like I think um, uh, David Crummeltz comes up to him, and he's like, he's like, "You don't need her. We should, we should be the ones to be together, or whatever." <laughs> and he tries to kiss him, or whatever. <laughs> Talking about my friend Billy Joe Bob uh, Shabadoo. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Billy, hey, Joe, Billy Jojo, <laughs> come back! <laughs> He's like Homer. That's the worst name I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> 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 hey, Joey Jojo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, Whiplash. Every time, every time it's on the TV, it's I don't know why. It's a good one. It's just one of those things that uh, that. Uh, Easy in the groin. Another than the music connection, it's so totally different from La La Land. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, Very much shows promise for the future for that. I don't guy. know. I'm I'm sure it's going to be brilliant. But are you really looking forward to that Damien Chazelle Neil Armstrong thing? Because it's him. If yeah. it was any other director, I wouldn't care that they were making any Armstrong biopic. Yeah. And he's going to be some, like, he'll probably end up being like some Hydra fucking thing at the end of it. They'll find some way to get DC and Marvel connected somehow. Um, That'd be awesome.